Sports Talk Daily with Andrew Hustler-Patterson and Michael Remus. Hey, what is going on, Winnipeg and Manitoba? Welcome to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. I, I would say I hope you all had a good weekend, but I would imagine most people listening to this show today probably had a great weekend because the Winnipeg Jets just keep on rolling and now have a little bit of a cushion. Not a big one, but uh, are the number one team in the National Hockey League, and it's pretty damn fun being able to say that to all of you as we get ready for another afternoon here on WST. Um, We are going to be uh, breaking down the weekend, looking ahead to the week for the Winnipeg Jets. Outside of the number one story in the National Hockey League, which will dominate the show today, and that, of course, is the extension of Toronto Maple Leafs forward William Nylander. I'm joking, of course. Um, That is somewhat of a big story that, funny enough, has sort of pushed the Jets off the front page, but um, we don't care. There's one story and one story alone here in Winnipeg, and that's the play of the local squad right now on top of the mountain of the National Hockey League as we get into the midway point of the season. Um, There is some big news in Bomberland, though. Um, with a bit of a shakeup in and around the uh, defensive coaching side with Jordan Younger becoming the D.C. Richie Hall staying with the club. Hammer's going to come by. We were originally planning on talking mostly Jets, but we will get a little bit of a bomber talk in here today um, considering that news. Uh, but Jamie Thomas from Jets TV uh, and 680 CJOB Radio is going to jump on with us a little bit later on. Uh, and then uh, Jeff Hamilton as well. Last half hour, we'll um, talk a little NFL. Playoff matchups are set for Super Wildcard Weekend after a pretty crazy Week 18 in the league. We'll talk about who made it, who didn't, and uh, maybe when we get to the cool bet lines, kind of break down how things are looking heading into that game. And, of course, we do have that big national championship game with Washington and Michigan tonight uh, with the Jets off. Uh, Jets back in action tomorrow against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Looking forward to getting out to that one. But uh, before we start diving into the CBUS game, we'll take a look back at the weekend. Um, By the way, if you have not already done so, um, when you're finished with today's episode of WST, um, get to the YouTube channel or the podcast and check out the latest edition of Winnipeg Jets this week with Connor Rabchak. Connor doing just an awesome job putting these together. And it seems like Winnipeg Jet fans cannot get enough of it. Um, you know, tons of views and comments already on the piece. So it is there for you. And uh, we will also talk about the weekend that just was coming up right away. Listen, just before we bring in Michael Remus, shout out to everyone that's with us live on YouTube today. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and uh, give a thumbs up as well. Hit that thumbs up if you can. Helps us spread the channel. Maybe some people in the hockey world will start talking about this team as opposed to certain extensions in the center of the universe. Um, and also, before we bring in Remo, have to thank the sponsors that make this show happen each and every day. Our partners at Cool Bet, Royal Sports, Boston Pizza, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, Little Brown Jug, F Apparel, Wallace & Wallace, Vita Health Fresh Market, Sport Manitoba, in a Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries, Canadian Club, Manitoba Battery, Modern Man Barber Shop. And of course, we will get to a why not question of the day for our friends over at Not Auto Corp at Waverly and McGillivray. Michael Remus, uh, as I said to everyone, I kind of pretty much know the answer. But uh, outside of two more big wins for the Winnipeg Jets, they continue to stay on top of the league. How was the rest of the weekend? It was lovely. Yes. Uh, yeah, two wins to talk. Week 18 of NFL, which was really fun 
yesterday and already uh, some followed with some firings happening today. But a uh, great weekend uh, with family and um, more importantly, like, you know, the, the Jets in first place. Hard not to feel good and feels crazy to say that given where we've been over the last year. So first place, you know, clear cut best team in hockey. I saw someone uh, tweeted yesterday and yeah, give him the president's trophy, right? Yeah, uh, listen, I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready to I don't know if we can raise a banner uh, or first, should raise first a banner place on January 8th. That's our <laughs> January banner. January 8th? Yes. Oh, I um, should do a banner. Great call. No, no. I I don't I don't I think that's that that's that that's like doing the wave. Um listen, <laughs> I gave I gave the Philadelphia Eagles all that business uh, after they beat Chiefs for congratulations on being the Week 12 champions, and then they have sucked since then. Yes. Um, there's a lot of work to go for the Winnipeg Jets. But I- I'll tell you what, and I mean, I don't know about you, but after the game on Friday, I literally on my phone got probably 20 different texts or DMs from people with a screenshot of the standings. Um, and those standing screenshots continue to be tweeted out by Winnipeg Jet fans. And you know what? Good on them. This is not something that's happened before with this team. This team has never been in this lofty position at this point in any season ever. Um, and people in Winnipeg and fans of this hockey club should feel pretty damn excited about the way they go about their business night in and night out and the results that have been following. And, you know, I was listening to Pierre Lebrun talk about this later on, and he'd sort of put out a tweet as well. Um, when you think about, like, we were in Nashville, and if you go back to those shows, there was so much uncertainty about what would become of this club. And, you know, the Dubois trade happened. There was tons of speculation um, to the point where, you know, it was being reported by the likes of, Pierre Lebron, and I don't mean to pick on Pierre, but I believe to the turn with Connor Hellebuck and a potential of re-signing in Winnipeg, quote, the ship has sailed. Well, that ship sailed, turned back around, came back to the harbor, signed a seven-year extension along with Mark Shifley, and everything else since then has just been all business. And um, I don't think there's a better example of that, Remo, than last night's game. Again, we'll get into what happened in Anaheim as well on Friday night. But, I mean, every built-in excuse was there. The amount of hockey this team had played, the third game in four nights, the five and seven, um, against an Arizona team that, you know, has had some big wins this year and beaten a lot of good teams. And it's not an easy out, not the easy out that they'd maybe been in previous seasons. And the Jets absolutely manhandled them last night. I mean, that was, if there was any questions about what this team was able to do when... You know, they're probably not in an ideal situation. They answered every one of those last night with, um, you know, a 60-minute beatdown of a team that, you know, is not the Anaheim Ducks or San Jose Sharks, with all due respect, or the Blue Jackets or the Blackhawks or the Rockford Icehawks is probably what they're going to look like when they come here this week. I mean, of this five-game stretch, this absolutely last night's game was, you know, at least on paper, the biggest challenge. Um and the Coyotes had absolutely no answer for the Winnipeg Jets, plain and simple. Yeah, people in chat are giving us more excuses. Uh, shout out to Chris Nielsen. says, don't forget the time zones, Hess. They start off in the Central, oh, yeah. went to the Pacific, and then went to Arizona, whatever time zone 
That is now, and now, who can keep track? Oh, the other excuse, oh, they had a day off Saturday and golfed on the dad's mentor's trip, and, you know, and then came out. And I, I've been expecting a slowdown, Hassan. Like, when are these guys going to lose? Because you look at the upcoming schedule this week. Oh, you know, tomorrow against Columbus, Thursday against uh, the Rockford Icehogs. Uh, sorry, I mean the Chicago Chicago Blackhawks. Um uh, but you look at this team, and there hasn't been any slowdown at all. You know, they gave up a lot of shots to Anaheim. Lauren Brossois stepped in and was excellent and kept the streak alive of three goals or less. And I thought, yeah, I was I was on the excuse train last night. I was like, you know, Arizona's been very good at home. They're kind of in a playoff spot. You know, this is a different team. Uh, and they have uh, Vimelka starting, who's just stolen the Jets in the past. <laughs> and, I mean, not only did they beat Arizona, it was absolutely a uh, dominating the entire time, out-shooting them. Hellbuck, you know, he got bored, I think, in that game, and he had to yeah. leave the net and uh, try to make an impact there, uh, playing the puck and, you know, fumbling it a little on a bouncing puck. I mean, this team, uh, you look at their in the standings. So let's just bring it up. We haven't looked at the standings on screen. Let's yeah, bring it yeah, up. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up. Show everybody. And everyone, by the way, SK in chat, who is the biggest Vimelka guy in WST history, the Jets are breaking everyone. They finally broke Vamelka, and they, <laughs> they did last night. But uh, there you have it, gang. Look who's on top right now in the NHL. There it is, and this is by you know points. And if you want to be you know more exact, oh, points percentage still number one, ahead of the New York Rangers, ahead of the Bruins, ahead of the Canucks, ahead of the Panthers, ahead of the Avalanche, and uh, pretty incredible. And I think are we on Banner Watch now? Here, let's go to the Central. And there's a bit of a cushion here. Three points up on Colorado uh, with a game in hand. And what is that? Seven points up on Dallas. And Dallas has played one less game. But Dallas, they're in trouble. Uh, Miro Heiskanen injured over the weekend. So, And I think that's part of it. That's why people are so excited with the Jets in first. It's been a long couple of years. I think going back to you know maybe the line A trade. And especially this summer, I mean, you really weren't sure about the direction of this team. Were they going to rebuild? How are they going to compete? Would this be you know, the last dance for Shifley and Hellebuck? Would they even be able to get a return that wasn't a bag of pucks from Montreal in the Dubois <laughs> trade? I mean, this has been a long couple of years. And to, you know, have the slow build of trades, you know, Niederreiter, Nemestikov, who's on some ridiculous uh, pace for points this season, um, Perfetti, Velarde, I follow. This is a way different team uh, than the team last year that had the second half slowdown. And five on five, they've been excellent. And you hope that it, it can continue. And it seems like it will. I mean, their goal differential. I mean, this isn't just a team that's riding the back of hell about goal differential plus 38 by far tops in the division. Uh, people are, you know, maybe who weren't believers before are certainly hopping on now. Well, you're, you're exactly right. And, and listen, um, a lot of credit needs to go to, I mean, the people that are pulling the strings. I mean, dating back to last summer. And, I mean, you can go back and watch our shows. They are all, all 700 plus of them are, are there for you on the YouTube channel. And if you go back to around the summer, I mean, obviously every day we're talking about, you know, the latest news from any insiders about what's happening with Hellebuck, what's happening with Shifley. And the, the hilarious thing about it right now is that there didn't seem to, quote, be the market for Hellebuck, that maybe Hellebuck, his agent, and the Jets thought that there would be. So they circled back, and they got this done. And um, 
but but the other thing was that the Winnipeg Jets, through all those insiders, said, "Listen, we are not looking to blow this up. They're not looking to rebuild. They had a belief in their in their team and a number of the pieces. Um, they had a plan. They have executed that, and they really eliminated a lot of the noise. And listen, a lot of noise was on programs like this about what they can do, what they should do, go forward." And there was a big, a big, and I'm not throwing darts at anybody in chat, but I'm sure there's plenty of you that were on the side of, you know what, this is time to just move on from everybody, blow it up. How many times did we see that in the chat? Um, and I think credit to everybody in particular, particular Chevy um, for having a belief in these guys that, you know, with proper changes and, you know, an approach and maybe getting out some of the things that you know were holding them back players um attitudes of certain guys look at what's possible right now and uh and i mean obviously they're the moves that the team has made but you know <laughs> the job that this coaching staff has done i mean if you would have told me at some point that this team any winnipeg jets team would play as committed to the plan night in and night out. Uh, I, I, listen, I would have thought that that was not even possible. Um, and, and and listen, there's a reason why the Jets are where they are right now is because there's not a lot of other teams that are able to approach the challenge nightly, play within their system um, at the expense of sometimes of offense to get the results they are. And um, that's exactly what's happening right now. So, uh, you know what, enjoy it. Um but I think in addition, as Tikona Pauly said, I mean, as we said, no one hangs a banner in early January um, for being in first place. But this team has earned it. I think they're making believers of fans in this market and out of the market day after day. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's a hell of a, a lot of fun firing this show up every day. Uh, and it has been over the last couple months as the Winnipeg Jets have proved well, night after night after night, that they're not just a decent team, they're not just a playoff team, that uh, they can play and beat anybody in the National Hockey League. And if you can say that about your team, you're a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, I'm going uh, on Money Puck right now, Huss. I mean, they're like, we can pull oh, what up. What does Money Puck have to say? They, they have traditionally always been pretty high on the Jets in the, uh, in the yeah. past. Well, they have them at the highest odds in the league to make the playoffs, 99.3% chance. So start, I've been saying for a while, and they'll start planning your April. Make the final, they're 12.7%. A couple teams ahead of them, Dallas, Vancouver, Jersey, Colorado, Carolina, Florida. But, hey, I think you'll take it. And, oh, first in the division, this is a crazy one. Best odds for first in the division right now, 52.4%. So not only making the playoffs, not only hosting a playoff series, first in the in division, uh, incredible what we're seeing and bring back a lot, of, uh, a lot of memories, but also moving forward here with this new group that, as you mentioned, has a lot of new players that weren't here last year, like Gabe Velarde, like Nino Niederreiter. And, and, and it's not just one guy driving the bus every night it seems to be a different line who's gonna do it like mark shifley scored twice yesterday it was you know first time in a bed but you know nito nito rider's been in there he's got 12 goals nikolai ehlers has uh you know since going to the top line he's been excellent uh you know with a couple of plays yesterday it's funny kyle connor still leads the team in goals with 17 and he has even played throughout this whole stretch uh, adam lowry's on his way to 10 goals he's got eight morgan Barron. That fourth line has been dynamite the last couple of weeks. Alex, I thought, how many 10-goal scores will this team have? Um, they're doing it throughout the lineup. 
defensive game, very strong. Goaltending, strong. Uh, everything's going well uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. So, I mean, what? Well, I mean, this is well, like. And listen, uh, Ticon is saying, hey, you know what? This is the first, uh, you know, this first half of the season. I get it and all that. And the wins are important. Uh, but what really matters in the playoffs. The one thing that I'll say why um, I think we should all be excited legitimately about what the potential of this team is, is that the way the Winnipeg Jets play night in and night out is exactly the way you win in the playoffs. You have to be committed to defense. You have to have people in the right spot. I mean, this is not a matter of outscoring teams every night in a run-and-gun show. Um, It's about limiting chances of the other teams. It's about keeping the scoring chances down. It's about making your all-star goaltending, the all-star goaltender's job as easy as possible. And that is exactly what they've done. And to your point about, you know, Kyle Connor being out and still being the leading goal scorer of this club, Remus, it's about being a team and having everybody um, contributing. And there is no team in the National Hockey League, I think you can say safely right now, that is getting more important contributions from players from 1 to 12 in the forward lineup, from 1 to 6 on the defense core that's being thrown out there every night, um, as well as 1 and 2 for the goaltending. And, you know, stick tap to the goalies because, I mean, another perfect little road trip with three wins and Connor Hellebuck had two of them. Loren Brassois had one of them. Um, and we can start, officially start today, Remo, the Jennings watch um, because... As cool as it is, would it be to have Connor Hellebuck win another Vesna for the team, a team to win a Jennings, a Jennings trophy for both of their goaltenders um, would be an incredible accomplishment. And I'll tell you what, if the Jets play the second half of the season, like they played the first half of the season, uh, I think it's highly likely that um, that would be some hardware that would be coming to Winnipeg. Yeah. I'm starting to think about which hardware is. Well, I've had the eye on the Jennings trophy for, uh, goals against average, and there are the Jets here. Uh, number one in the NHL, 2.38 goals against. Next closest is the LA Kings, who've really uh, had a bit of a slowdown here after a hot start. Florida Panthers, 2.51. Canucks, 2.59. You can look at Money Puck here. Goals saved above expected. Hellebuck, a significant lead here, number one. And you talk about hardware. You know, Rick Bonus, it was his Jack Adams to win that, you know, got taken away after that second half ball. I mean, rightfully so. Jim Montgomery and the Bruins were a juggernaut all year, but I think Rick Bowen is certainly in consideration as it stands right now. Uh, Connor Hellebuck for Vesna, Jets, uh, Jennings watch as well, Jets banner watch for the Central, but also, and you, I thought, about what about Hart watch as well, Hart trophy for Connor Hellebuck? I think it could be a number of players, but... Uh, the impact that he's having as a as a goalie and the streak that they've had with three or less uh, has been absolutely incredible and something we haven't seen around the NHL in years. So, uh, I mean, we can go on and on and talk about how great this team is, and we should. It's a lot of fun, Huss, and I see everyone's having fun in chat, and we've got over 600 people here, and we just started. This is, a, <laughs> this is pretty fun. Uh, that's right. Uh, everyone that just popped in, hit that subscribe button and uh, join us. We're here every day talking about the number one team in the NHL, the Winnipeg Jets here on Winnipeg Sports Talk. A hilarious one from Bobby B. Uh, Hassan Remo, as much as I love to hear from him, please don't invite our hockey rabbi back on the show until the streak is over. 
and then he can use his this too will pass parable. I will say, Bobby, the rabbi did come on at the beginning of the season and bless the Jets. And this blessing, I think, has has really come in. So Libel, Libel took a lot of heat all summer. He'd be out with his kids walking around and people would give him the business for the appearance last year. I guarantee it was right around this time when he came in and he yes. wasn't really sold. Uh, there's not a lot of people, anyone that's actually paid attention to this team right now um, that is not doing that. And by the way, like everything, it takes a little longer for people to wake up and see what's happened with Winnipeg. If this was any other team, you'd see Stanley Cup odds in the single digits. And listen, they have gone down from 60 to 1 to 35 to 30 to 25 to 20. It's at 14 right now. Um, and listen, people are going to be waking up, and that's going to be coming down as well. But as T. Conopoli said, it will be determined who the true champion is in the playoffs. But right now, what this team is doing is real special, and uh, it is great for a number of reasons, including hopefully getting some more asses in seats at these games this weekend when the team or this week when the team returns home um, to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow. We'll get into that in a little bit. And listen, we're going to hear from Bones in a minute. But Remo, you know, considering the good vibes to start the show, why don't we start the clips with the jacket presentation last night after an absolute beatdown of the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> All right, here's the jacket presentation. I'll just. Boys, way to finish the road trip, uh, Bruins. But I gotta give it to Lau. Bye. That's a hell of a road trip, uh, dads, mentors. Thanks for making an awesome time. Let's keep this thing rolling. Yeah. I think we can all agree this guy's been buzzing all week. Hey boys, that's awesome. With all the dads here going 3 0, my dad missed the bus today too. No phone. Um, but uh, hey boys, awesome road trip. Thank you all the guests for coming. It was awesome having you guys here. It meant so much to all of us, so thank you. All right, there you have it. Adam Lowry, the captain. Mark Shifley getting the jackets last night after another win. And if that 45 second clip doesn't just make you feel <clears throat> the uh, just how great everything feels around the team, Remus. Uh, I, I don't know what will. And man, there's been a long, it's been a long time, I think, since we could actually say that this team was as together as they've been. And what a perfect time to have the, uh, the dads and mentors with them on that trip. Um, they, uh, they thoroughly enjoyed themselves and um, who wouldn't watching a team play the way they did for those three games. Yeah, it's been awesome to follow uh, the dads and mentors there on this trip. They keep showing them throughout the broadcast. Uh, Ken Weeb caught up with a number of them uh, in the Winnipeg Free Press for a great behind-the-scenes look. But judging from Connor Hellebuck's dad, uh, Chuck Hellebuck, uh, his Twitter account, it seems like they've been treated very well, um, You know, taking them on the bus to the games, uh, feeding them, uh, going golfing, doing all these activities. And it really has, you know, the Jets theme of the season. If it is family, I think having them all there uh, brought them closer together. And uh, they certainly wanted to have a sweep on this road trip uh, for all the dads and mentors on the trip. And it was uh, pretty awesome to follow. Well, and they're going to want to keep that going on home ice beginning tomorrow at 7. I think we'll um, probably spend more time talking about the upcoming games on tomorrow's program. 
um, because there's so much to get to coming out of the weekend. Um, but here, let's hear uh, if the uh, if the team is a family. Let's uh, hear from Big Papa himself, Bones. I uh, uh, talked about their defensive game and just a complete shutdown of the Coyotes last night at the Mullet Arena. That was a great effort by everybody. It's, it's We get four lines rolling like that, like we have, and the six defensemen, and everyone taking great pride in the goals against and keeping the, keeping the puck out of our net, out of our zone. That's the result. So I know we gave up quite a few shots in Anaheim, but most of those were from the outside, so we'll have to give those up. But, uh, yeah, that's a good, solid team effort again. How have you made that a habit for your group, that, that it's been so consistent in terms of your defensive structure? How have you been able to do it? Well, we just have. We emphasize the team game. We emphasize pressure all over the ice. Uh, we emphasize as soon as they get in the zone, get on them as quick as we can. Just We just emphasize pressure as much as we can all over so they're not carrying the puck in. They're not going east to west on us. So they're not making plays. So um, tonight we've, we're right on. All right. So there's Bones after the game. And, um, you know, you mentioned, I mean, this every single player is bought in. I still think back you know, when we're talking about this team or when people in other markets ask me about, well, what's different about this team this year, Reem? Um, it is the, um, you know, we remember Bone saying, everybody here wants to be here. Everybody is all in. And a lot of people would take that, okay, well, it's great that he's saying it. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that this team is showing that that was not BS every single time they dropped a puck in an NHL game. Yeah, uh, they, look, they played the same way. It's been incredible because you've watched a lot of Jets teams has over the past couple of years where you didn't know which team you were getting, uh, you know, at the start of the game. You know, sometimes they look great, sometimes uh, not great, but they've literally looked the same every single game. Uh, they, you know, the games that they've lost, you know, they played well, didn't get some bounces, but uh, they've played incredible. And as you said at the start, I mean, this is a game where every excuse built in, you know, after an off day, been enjoying the sun, played a back-to-back a couple days ago, third time zone in a couple days. That, that's an old era. That's an old yeah. era where we would hear all that in the self-fulfilling prophecy before the games even took place. Um, you know, there's, and Tristan Rivers is a great one. We just saw, you know, Mark Scheifele get in the jacket um, in big game last night, along with Ehlers. My God, that play that Ehlers made to, to Scheifele's goal. We'll talk about it with Jamie Thomas in a minute. Um, but... Tristan makes a great point here. In all the behind-the-scenes and interviews I've seen, 55 finally looks like a leader. It's awesome to see him take uh, ownership of the A on his jersey. His video clips never look forced anymore. And you can see, I mean, that smile on his face last night in that locker room, all of them so genuine. And I think what it is about it is that they've earned it. And, I mean, man, they're believing in themselves more and more each and every night that they go and play like this. Listen, just before we bring in Jamie, speaking of Mark Shifley, uh, uh, let's hear from Shifley. We'll drop number two in here, Remo. This is Shifley on the win and uh, a per- another perfect road trip for the Jets. Yeah, we were, we were solid tonight. We, we played a really good game. You know, a lot of games in a, a little amount of days to, to, to finish off on that note, especially with the dads on it, meant uh, meant a lot, and it was a, it was a great effort by a lot of guys. Can say what it mean to spend this time with the pops here? Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was it was amazing to have them here and get to spend time with them and and laugh and joke and uh, you know meant more to me than than words can even describe. Is there a highlight that you can share? Uh, 
I don't even know if there's a particular one. It's just the, the entire time. You know, it was just a lot of fun with all the, with all the other dads and guests. Um, a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of fun times. So, um, just the whole thing. All right, um, Cole Perfetti, uh, big big game last night. Couple more points for uh, the youngster, uh, and I mean this just goes to show the vibes around the club right now. Take a look at this one. This is Perfetti uh, after the game uh, talking about being uh, top of the mountain in the NHL right now. Yeah, that's not an easy feat. I mean, there is, you look at the teams in this league, you look at the player, like it's it's so hard night in, night out to, to win and, you know, on a consistent basis. And, um, you know, we've been, you know, doing that. And, and, you know, you look at the teams that we're ahead of, like, ahead of and, you know, it's, it's amazing like how, you know, we're just coming together and playing really good for each other. And, um, you know, everyone feels really good about their game. So it's it's a lot of fun, you know, coming to the rink every day. You know, you got a smile on your face and, and you know, it's just, it's a lot easier coming to the rink when you you're uh, you know, winning games. Can you sign this quickly? In the middle of media? Yeah. Okay. You gotta know your guys. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Seeker. Right, you just really wanted to talk about his pass to himself. Yeah, right? honestly. Autograph seekers, even in the dressing room, in the middle of media, they're uh, guys having some fun afterwards. Nikolai Ehlers um, getting an, uh, some uh, Cole Perfetti ink on an item. Um, presumably for a dad or whoever Nick had on the trip. Listen, let's uh, uh, get Jamie Thomas in here. Just before we do that, um, let's just give a big shout out to our friends at Canadian Club. Winnipeg Whiskey Whiskey Festival coming up. We'll have details on that, but uh, you might want to get your early bird tickets now for that. Of course, Beam Suntory, a big uh, supporter of that. And uh, right now, I think there's a lot of toasting wins going on amongst Winnipeg Jet fans, to be perfectly honest with you. And why wouldn't there be? Pop by your local Manitoba Liquor Marts and get the Canadian Club favorites. The original, the 100% rye, the CC Classic 12-year-old. And again, there still are limited supplies left of the CC Invitation Series. The 15-year-old Sherry Cask, the signature CC Classic 12-year-old whiskey finished with the secondary aging in Oloroso Sherry Casks. All the hallmarks of classic Canadian club with added richness and sweetness of sherry available now for a limited time until they're gone at your local Manitoba liquor marts. And when you are toasting these Winnipeg jet wins with Canadian club, just remember, do it responsibly. Um, Got to give a shout out to our friends at modern man barber shops, guys thinking about a new look as you get into a 2024 or uh, just time for a great haircut. Get on down to one of eight Modern Man Barbershop locations. Uh, they've got you covered with haircuts, beard shaping, shaves, color services, and more. Easiest way to uh, make an appointment and book your look is do it online at modernmanbarber.com. And don't forget to give them a follow on Instagram as well, at Modern Man Barbershops. And hey, big things are going down for our friends at Manitoba Battery. Yeah, of course, we're getting some snow. The temps are going to fall. So a uh, battery demand's a little higher right now. But the biggest thing going on for our friends at Manitoba Batteries, they're excited to announce that next month they're opening up a second location in the south end of Winnipeg. Donnie and the gang want to thank all of you for your support along the way. And for all you South Winnipeg folk, you'll be able to get your batteries locally and conveniently from the new location at 452 Dover Court. We'll have some sales and grand opening specials coming as they get closer to the grand opening date. But on behalf of Manitoba Battery, thank you, WST fans, for making Manitoba Battery part of the WST family. For more information on your battery needs and the best prices in town, go to manitobabattery.com. Or give them a call at 204-783-8787. All right. Let's uh, continue 
not talking about William Nylander's extension. Let's talk about the real story in the league, the number one team in the damn league, and that's the Winnipeg Jets. Jamie Thomas from Jets TV joins us now. JT, I mean, what a weekend. What a weekend. Yeah. What a run this team is on right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, an absolute exclamation point on the road trip last night. Uh, their third game in four nights. I mean, all the things that, you know, could maybe set up whether you want to call it a trap game or an off night Mm -hmm. (laughs) not even close last night i mean 60 minutes of domination over a pretty good coyotes team last night in front of the dads and mentors and uh you could just see how fired up every single guy in that dressing room is as they keep this thing going yeah yeah i I agree with you Haas. like the the game itself when you think about in the second period there was a one. There was one moment where you were like, "Okay, the Coyotes are working their way back into this." Because remember the save that Hunter Hellbuck made on Justin Kirkland in the second period when it was two-one, and then Colbert Fetty goes down a little bit later. That could have turned the tide of the game, but that ties into what Rick Bonus has been saying all along. You need timely saves and timely goals, and there's a timely save from Connor Hellebuck to preserve the the one goal lead, and then Colbert Fetty gets a timely goal to make it three-one. The Jets essentially run away from run away from things on that one. But you would think with the third, you you and Remus are talking about, there's all these built-in excuses throughout a National Hockey League season, okay? You, you've just come off a long road trip. This is usually the, the track game here. Uh, this is your third game in four nights. It feels like they have looked past any type of excuse that they can have and worked their way through it and find a way to win hockey games. And you don't want to have those conversations afterwards. You don't want to say, well, it's our third game in four nights. We're tired. Uh, things just didn't go our way tonight. You would rather talk about how you won and how you found a way to win this that, that hockey game that night. And that's what they're doing more times than not this year. And it's an incredible streak they're on right now. And I'm with you on this whole thing. You have a contract for a certain player with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're completely, from a national perspective, overlooking the hottest team in the NHL just because of one player that, I'm not going to get into it because I'm just going to get mad. It's it's so stupid, Huss. It's, I don't know. The fact that it was great the Jets were in the national conversation the other day with the whole Cole Perfetti slash Ryan Hartman thing, but why does it have to be that, not how well they're playing? They're being, <laughs> there was nothing on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday about this team, the best team in Canada. And they have those things on TSN. They have them on Sportsnet. Who's the best team in Canada right now? Well, that conversation hasn't come up, come up lately, right? So it's just <laughs> it's just whatever they can do to not talk about the Jets it seems like what's going on right now. And I, to me, that's horse crap. They are the best team in the NHL right now, and no one's talking about it. So well, keep talking about your stupid extensions on certain <laughs> players. Just keep overlooking the best team in the NHL. That's great. That's great sports coverage. of a. Na- There's seven teams in this country. Seven. How many of them are playing well right now? I'll go be three. That's pretty much it. So I don't know what else to tell you. Well, I mean, listen, um, it is incumbent on the Jets to keep yeah. doing what they're doing and uh, all of us to keep doing what we're doing. And uh, right. slowly but surely, we'll let them know. Um, yeah. But the Jets are letting them know every single night. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, as far as the team goes overall, and I mean, you know, the, these games, because, you know, I said last week on the on the show heading into to the San Jose game that this was a huge opportunity for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they had gone through a meat grinder in, in December playing yes. some of the top teams in the league and rising to the challenge 
um, more than rising to the account and challenge, mm -hmm. but I mean, taking care of business night after night after night. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it was, you know, as far as just looking at the block dates, like for games, somewhat of imposing an imposing schedule. But, you know, you're playing a bunch of teams that are outside of the playoff line. And it was an opportunity for the Jets to really keep it going. And the way that yeah. they played in these games, taking care of that business has, has frankly been a calling card of them all season long. I mean, even if we think back to October, where the record wasn't where it is now, um, listen, they had some. They lost two tough games to Vegas. They lost two tough games to to Dallas, yeah. as well as October, and then into November. But they were beating the teams that were below them in the standings for the most part. And yeah, now everyone's below them in the standings, Jamie, <laughs> which is <laughs> the interesting thing about it. Um, yeah. But they continued to do it, and I mean to get wins in all three of those games in a quick four game road or in a quick three game road trip over four days, mm -hmm. and to come back. With you know Columbus and what's left of the Chicago Blackhawks, um, mm -hmm. you know it said last week there's an opportunity. Like we could be talking next week about a team that if they do what everyone knows that they're capable of doing, of a team with a little bit of a cushion in the division. Um, yeah. Did we think they might have a little bit of a cushion in the overall standings? Maybe not. Um, but that's where we're at right now. And and what's the best part about this? And what I think you know you hear this in conversations off air with fans day after day after day is that they're not being carried by one or two players. This no. is a team that is getting contributions from every single guy in the lineup. And, uh, you know, Remus was just going, Kyle Connor's still the leading goal scorer on this team. Mm -hmm. Dude hasn't played in a month. Yeah. Um, and they'll look forward to getting him back and think of what that does to it. But the way that this team plays night in and night out, um, the commitment to defense, the way they've helped their goaltenders rise to the top of the league in goals against – um, is something that you can count on and you can replicate night after night after night because this team is not relying on one guy that if they have a bad night, the team is screwed. Far from it. Everyone's got mm -hmm. a piece. Yeah, and it just see. well, let's go like San Jose. How many times have we seen the Jets go into San Jose and get goalied? And I just think of like twice yes last year. Uh, I Once thought, in December. Uh, yeah, like it just... It, you were just waiting for something like that to happen. In that first period, you're like, oh, Mackenzie Blackwood, don't know the guy really very well, and all of a sudden he's putting on a show, and they fall behind one nothing. They work their way through that. John Gibson was outstanding in Anaheim for a bit, but then they work their way through that. So just like, little things along the way here just goes to show you the commitment and the buying in that we've heard consistently throughout this point streak that they're on right now. We're buying in. We're all on the same page. So I, that – the show of that is on the ice and what's happening. So they, they don't ever seem to panic. They're tenacious throughout when the time comes, when the pressure of the other team, when they get in the offensive end, same thing. They're not giving up much in front of Connor Hellebuck or Lauren Brassois. And, and your point about, you know, goaltending and pushing them to the top of the NHL, there was a little stretch there where Lauren Brassois was working his way back into what the Jets are doing, trying to remember, you know, getting used to where certain defensemen are going. They're trying to get where, get used to where he's going to be in certain situations. So now you got a backup goaltender that's playing as well as Lauren Brassois, which was the whole plan when you brought him in this, this offseason. You're, you're comfortable with him. You know what he's capable of. And he has that Stanley Cup championship as well to have that little, the little championship aura around him when he comes in too. So you're, you were waiting for a little bit for Lauren Brassois to play the way you know he can. Now he's there. So now you have a solid one-two punch and goal. 
you have an excellent defense right now, and you're you, they haven't been able to get Declan Chisholm or Logan Stanley in the lineup because you can't. All six defensemen are playing well, so there's not that built-in excuse. Oh, we got to take somebody out. And Rick Bonus has talked about that too. That easy conversation, that easy decision in the dressing room or the, the coach's room is not there anymore. That guy hasn't been playing well, so that's easy to put this guy in. That's not happening right now. So yeah, and then. You always hear about teams needing all four lines to chip in. That's happening right now. So how many teams in the NHL this year had their fourth line score in five consecutive games? I'll probably give you none So uh, without even looking. So that could be an inaccurate statement, but it sounds cool at this time. <laughs> so just that, that has been – to have that, to have your one-two punch and goal, they just have everything. And, yes, the power play has – is we're still waiting for it, but you've seen signs – that backdoor tap-in pass from Nikolai Ehlers to Gabriel Velarde in San Jose. They got a big power play goal from Cole Perfetti against Anaheim. So, I mean, and the penalty kill was perfect on the road trip. So there's just a whole – everything's starting to come together. And now you sit there and think about, okay, they're coming off a long road trip. That first game back is always a, a crutch. Well, the last time they went a long road trip, they beat Colorado 6-2 on home ice in the first game of their, of their homestand. So the, it's – so impressive what's going on that you're you're just trying to find other ways to describe how well they're playing. And I'm glad Jets fans are on on the, on this right now because they, you know, they've earned this. They've they've been waiting for this. It's an exciting team to talk about. Winter is starting to come now. It looks like so. I mean, there's what else is there going to be to do uh, going forward here in this in the in the Manitoba capital, but come to a Jets game too. So you got a very interesting four game homestand coming up. And what else can this team do? How else can they get better? Now that's what you're waiting to see instead of what else can be. I know people are nervous because it's early in the year, but it's better to be on top of the National Hockey League than trying to fight your way back into things. No, well, listen, 100%. And again, you know, it's the way that they've got there that I think has really inspired the belief. I mean, this team had Mm -hmm. a great start last year. Um, and I know we've heard it over and over again. Well, what happened after New Year's? Well, we saw yeah. what happened after New Year's. I mean, they, they not they, the same. No, it wasn't the same. This team is so different the way they mm-hmm. got to that point. Yes. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the goaltending. And I know we're, you know, listen, Hellebuck, I mean, there's not enough time for all the accolades yeah. that that guy deserves. But Lauren Brassois, I, I mean, I, I think back to the game. What was that? November 26th against the Predators. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave up a bad goal in that one. Yeah. Um, they lost three to two. Since then, um, as great as Hellebuck's been, LB has been as good in all of his starts right now. And yeah. uh, those guys, I think, would be the first ones to tell you that the reason why they've been able to be as strong, as good as they've been, as consistent is the way everyone's pulling on the same rope. And um, yeah. listen, the results speak for themselves. Um, and as I said earlier today, I mean, we, we are officially, I mean, there's a lot of hockey left to be played when we're talking about winning the division and we'll start looking Mm -hmm. ahead to the playoffs and all that. The one thing that I think that every single guy in that room would love is the fact that we can legitimately put a Jennings watch on right now as this (laughs) team puts a clinic of defensive hockey night in and night out, helping their goaltenders. Um, and if this team can pull that off, I'm not sure that there'd be a more um, um, an award for a team. I mean, it's not a one guy. I mean, even a Vesna trophy is great for the goaltender. Connor Hellebuck yeah. won that in the past. He almost did it because they were so leaky at times. They gave him plenty of opportunities to show yeah. what a world-class goalie he was. 
Yeah. This is the entire team coming together. And uh, tell you what, we'll be paying attention to that number throughout as they go forward. But um, overall, let me ask you about a couple guys, though, individually. Mm. And specifically last night, when we saw, you know, Mark scored his first goal and right afterwards turned around to Nikolai Ehlers. Um, those players playing together has been magic at times. But yeah. my God, um, you know, it was great to see Scheif get a couple because he'd gone a little a little cold for a few games, as had that line. But I got to tell you, man, I mean, Nikolai Ehlers continues to be one of the underrated stars in this league. And, uh, man, some big goals on the road trip, but also some plays like that one to set up Scheifele that's simply world-class. And, um, and again, just one of 12 forwards that's doing their job night in and night out. Um, but the emergence of him playing the way he is night in and night out, along with Cole Perfetti, um, has really added a whole new level to what this team is capable of offensively. And they're both getting it done with big-time back checks and doing mm-hmm. everything that their teammates are doing in their own end. Yeah, and I think Nikolai Ehlers is clearly the, the front-runner, the guy that could pass Kyle Connor as a team goal-scoring leader until Kyle comes back, right? you I thought Kyle had such a long, a big lead in that department that maybe that was safe by the time he came back. But Nikolai Ehlers, to me, is going to be that guy that could surpass him clearly with 14 goals at this point. And you do want Kyle Connor back in your lineup sooner rather than later. But if you're playing this way in that department and Nikolai Ehlers continues to thrive on the top line with Gabe Velarde and Mark Scheifele, then so be it. You remember the beginning part of the year, Huss. They were so excited. They were going to have Kyle Connor, Gabe Velarde, and Mark Shifley on the top line together. Just didn't happen through the regulars or the preseason because of injuries, illnesses. Then Gabe Velarde gets hurt against uh, Los Angeles. And then by the time Velarde works his way back in the lineup, Ehlers is having the time of his life on the top line, so you can't put him in there. Then Kyle Connor gets hurt. So we don't even know what that number one line in pencil will look like on the ice, and you're almost, you can't wait for it. But is it going to happen as long as Nikolai Ehlers is playing the way he is? That's a question we're going to find out. Uh, around February, and that's something I look forward to seeing happen. But Ehlers looks so confident right now, and I remember way, way back when I you know, almost first started coming to this team, Paul Maurice wanted Nikolai Ehlers to have that shoot first, that shooter's mentality that they were working with him, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. Well, now he's shooting the puck. Now he know he's great at passing the puck as well. So he's doing it all right now, both ends of the ice. He's scoring those electric goals. He's got those highlight reel setups on the power play as well, and the one, the Shifley yesterday, uh, at the end of the road trip uh, yesterday. So I think he's doing it all that way. So they have to appreciate what he's doing. And it's fun to watch him every night. We've been waiting for this since he was drafted, you know, through that early part of on the same line with Patrick Laine and Brian Little as they were working their way through the defensive end of things. So this has all been building up to where Nikolai Ehlers is right now. And man, is it so fun to watch. And how this all fits in when Kyle Connor comes back will be interesting to see nonetheless. You know, uh, <laughs> another kind of funny, um, and this just maybe goes to the Jets sort of being overlooked or people just mm-hmm. taking things for granted. Um, but man, was Josh Morrissey great on the weekend. Ugh. He's been great all season long. Um, and yes. last year, I think he was more a revelation. Like no one saw it coming, um, you know, with his point totals, what he was doing for the Jets on the blue line. And we were talking about the Norrissey movement. And obviously that took a bit of a hit as the team slid in the second half of the year. Um, No one's really talking about Josh right now. And he is having, I would argue, as good a season, if not better than he did last year. Um, And certainly the team is. But he, 
Jamie, there was a moment in that game yesterday where he was skating almost in a sideways position. I don't know if you remember that moment. And like yeah. the, what he's doing with his edge work, um, there's not a lot of players in the National Hockey League that can do those sort of things. And it seems like when I saw that play, it, it, it the confidence level that he is playing with right now, and I think Dylan DeMello deserves a lot of credit too as a perfect um, mm-hmm. yang to his yang right now. Um, yeah. But, I mean, just your thoughts on Morrissey's season overall and some of the things that we're seeing him elevate his game to. Like, if you thought that that was one and done last year, I'm telling you right now, he's actually building to be an even better player right now and uh, is having a huge hand in these wins night after night, whether he gets on the score sheet or not. Yeah, how many times have we seen him head fake somebody at the, at the opposition blue line, Huss? Like, it's just to, to make the move and come in the penetration after that move. Teams know that Josh Morris is going to do it, but they still can't stop him from doing it. And I know exactly, it seems like every other game he's doing that, almost skating backwards, but sideways move through the neutral zone where you know, as an opposing player, what is he going to do? And I don't see many defensemen move that way in the National Hockey League, and that's not taking anything away from Kale McCarr or Quinn Hughes, who are clearly the front runners right now for the Norris Trophy at this point, just based on their points alone. And that's the unfortunate part, because those guys are so far ahead points-wise, in particular Quinn Hughes, it's going to be tough for Josh Morrissey to pull himself you know, in the legit Norris Trophy and win it at this point. But if he keeps playing the way he is, the plus 21 – Plus minus him and Dylan DeMello are consistently. The other part of it is they're consistently going up against the other team's best forward group. And they're still, he's plus 21. I believe Dylan DeMello is still leading the National Hockey League and plus minus two. So it, he has been so steady back there that we almost don't talk about him because that's, there's just not, not much is going on because nobody's getting by him. He doesn't have to steal games. He doesn't have to, you know, comp- look for offense all the time because the team's trailing. He just doesn't have to do that because the team is so deep up front and on the blue line that they can just patiently wait to work themselves back into the game. And to me, the beginning part of last year, everyone was so caught off guard because of the turnaround with Rick Bonus as the head coach. You just weren't, you know, Bones was still saying there's still holes in our game. Now we're not hearing so much about the holes in the team's game because they're playing the way he wants them to. And I just think Josh Morrissey has took his game to another level. Sure, the points aren't there and he's not up there points-wise amongst defensemen. But I argue he's just as good and just as valuable as any defenseman in the league right now. Yeah, it's um um and and the fact of the matter is that when a team plays as well as the Winnipeg Jets mm-hmm. have been night in and night out, um, individual accolades might take a back seat. Yeah, and I think everybody in that room is just fine with that. Now, listen. Uh- if you go yeah. on a run like they've had, I mean, the goalies are going to be front and center, and Connor Hellebuck mm-hmm. will. I mean, it would be stunning if he wasn't a Vesna finalist at this point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you could argue, argue that he's the front runner. Um, and listen, if the Jets go on like this record pace of not allowing goals, maybe they start talking about Connor Hellebuck in the Hart Trophy, can- in Hart Trophy yeah. race. Um, will, will Morrissey, uh, will Morrissey uh, get Norris consideration? Yeah. Maybe they'll have to. I mean, just at a certain point, if you keep playing this way and you're at the top of the league and people start paying attention and dive into it a little bit more. Um, but as I say, the, the the identity of this team is not about individual awards or anything like that. It's about team wins. And uh, we've been seeing it over and over again, and they've got four big opportunities to do it on home ice beginning tomorrow against the Columbus Blue Jackets, Jamie. And uh, I guess the only thing to uh, to do is to get back home 
get a good sleep tonight and uh, get back ready to put the work boots on tomorrow and try and keep this thing rolling uh, on home ice in front of the home fans. Yeah, and Columbus is – so here's built an excuse, 127. Columbus has always seemed to have the Jets number – for whatever reason, and you're you're sitting into that department. We don't do those uh, on this this we, show. This, we this, don't those, talk those about were those. Uh, those were <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like the built-in excuses out there. Anyways, yes, the way Columbus is playing right now, and the way the Jets are playing right now, that looks good in in that aspect. But I'm not okay. I'm not giving an excuse. They're going to lose a game at some point. I mean, yes. and we and we can't show up the next day and being like, oh my god, here it's I, starting. That is so weird. The rails are coming off right now. It's over. Just no national attention. We can't give us the national attention. We don't deserve it. Oh, they deserve it. Flat out, there, buddy. It, it, there you go. But I mean, this, uh, you know, you've got, um, you know, games Tuesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Saturday night against the Flyers, then two days off against the Islanders, and then actually three days off before the Senators. So mm-hmm. there will be some rest around the, uh, around the corner. Um, but it's not coming this week, and uh, it all gets going tomorrow. Um, hey, what uh, do you, I mean, as you can see, we've got nearly 800 people in the chat right now, by the yeah. way. Shout out to everybody new. Hit that thumbs up Thanks. button. And, uh, subscribe. and hit the subscribe. Subscribe it's to the easy. channel. Um, the you, thumb is right there. Do you, it. You guys have quite a bit of, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure everything that you're doing right now is fun. I mean, it. it this is a fun team. The results are fun yeah. to talk about. Um, fill people in on uh, what you have coming up with ground control and uh, everything else on the Jet socials. Hey, listen, uh, we are going to go. Oh, uh, ground control is coming on Wednesday, obviously. Uh, going to go over the dad's trip or the mentor's trip. There's a lot of great content coming from that. It's a heck of a. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's a heck of a homestand. That is actually from. <laughs> that's from Runway, Remus. That's the wrong thing we're promoting there, here. That's I, Orleski's. That's Orleski's baby. I, she gets I, enough attention. This is my time. So hold was, on a second. I was trying to pull up <laughs> the Jets YouTube to promote it as autoplay. Sarah's from Winnipeg. It's all Sarah Orleski. She came from TSN. Oh, good yeah. for Sarah. It's my time. <laughs> it's my my time. So the podcast comes out Wednesday. We're having it all right there. There's that's that's the thing. Ground control. Tune into it. But anyways, I'm uh, gonna have Craig Button on the podcast. Taping with him tomorrow. And, dude, I'm going to flat out ask Button, how come the Jets aren't getting enough? Why aren't they getting national attention at this point? And I'm sure Craig will give us a great answer because he is awesome when he's being put on the spot. And uh, Tyler Esquivel will also be joining me to go over because he had so many great shots. Man, Chuck Hellebuck himself was a piece of content uh, that, like by himself. It was a one-man machine. But that's, uh, you know, the, the mentor – trip the mom's trip those are all great because it's just seeing the guys with their parents or their mentors is is so unique to see them uh, communicate that way and i mean like who doesn't love that shot that's like i think we had eight trillion likes just for that alone so thank you chuck hellebuck and connor of course for being who you are as well so that's all coming up on ground control the podcast coming up on uh, wednesday and now you can talk about sarah all you want first and foremost to chuck hellebuck yeah. Thank you for Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. <laughs> we will always, <laughs> always be thankful you for your Whatever family you planning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> created this uh, this star goaltender. And, Whatever uh, you ate, perfect. Whatever it was you did. <laughs> the timing, everything. It's all just come together perfectly. Um, your statue and, is being built right now as we speak, Chuck. <laughs> no doubt. And again, I mean, his tweets over the weekend were uh, were awesome. Yeah. I know he and a couple of the dads. The one about over. the salad? 
not being yeah. eaten. That <laughs> yeah, was no like, one touched the tofu salad or whatever. Such, that's such a dad thing. Like it's just. <laughs> Who was doing the menu? Dallas Eakins or something like that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Honey, get some um, fruit in there. <laughs> hey, Jamie, uh, great stuff. Well, listen, we'll look forward to uh, the button episode coming up of Ground Control, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at the rink as uh, this team looks to keep it rolling on home ice beginning tomorrow against Seabus. Thanks for doing this, pal. Thanks, guys. All the best. Thanks, listeners and watchers. <laughs> there is Jamie Thomas. Uh, again, you can give him a follow on Twitter at Jamie Thomas TV, and uh, you can check out Ground Control uh, coming up the uh, uh, coming up uh, later on this week. Um, all right, we uh, got the hammer coming up in a couple of minutes. Um, listen, before we do that, let me give a big thanks to uh, Vita Health for our folks uh, for Vita Health Fresh Market. Um, new year, new you. Gang, if you're thinking about, um, you know, trying to really live maybe a little healthier right now, Vita Health is the uh, best and first stop for you to head into the new year. Uh, check out great prices on natural and organic supplements, beauty products, groceries, including the best selection of local products around. Um, and if you're thinking about looking uh you know particularly most of our listeners are men um many many supplements that can help you live uh to your best including canada's number one line of men's health supplements prairie naturals helping males address the challenges with prostate health andropause low libido low testosterone stress male energy and performance um get them at any of six vita health locations a great local company family owned and operated since 1936 and a big Thanks to uh, Ryan, Kelly, Matt, and the great support we've had over the years from Vita Health Fresh Market. Um, let's uh, shout out our friends at Wallace & Wallace, too. Um, listen, man, it's crazy. We're now into 2024. They have been the leaders in fencing and overhead doors in the city since 1946. And, of course, you've seen their fences and trucks all over the city. Uh, but what many people don't know is that Wallace & Wallace are also the leaders in overhead garage doors. They're the Clopay dealer with the largest selection in Manitoba. And listen, we've all seen what this forecast says, and it's a lot easier to take, honestly, with the Jets being in first place on the way play they are. Uh, but I'm not sure your garage door knows that. Uh, and let's face it, when it gets real cold, that's the most stressful time for your garage door and the right time to prevent downtime this winter is now. Give Wallace & Wallace a call to book your inspection and maintenance service call today for residential and commercial overhead door sales and service. There's only one name or two you need to know, and that is Wallace & Wallace. And uh, hey, while we talk about getting into the new year and looking good, maybe getting a cut at Modern Man, um, guys, if you're looking at upping your menswear game, for the winter and heading into summer there's only one place to go and that is down at f apparel at 190 smith street downtown andrew alex and the guys have the uh, best prices on the best looking custom suits made to fit starting at just 400 bucks along with chinos golf pants custom shirts both tucked and untucked styles and an incredible selection of menswear accessories uh if you're getting hitched this year or in a wedding party talk to the guys about a 15 percent discount when the wedding party gets their suits at F Apparel. Um, and they've also got great deals uh, all year long. So um, your best bet is to check them out online and make an appointment at F, that's EPHapparel.com, or pop by and see them at 190 Smith Street and uh, say hi to the boys for us and tell them that Winnipeg Sports Talk sent you. All right, we're going to get Jeff Hamilton in here in a minute. Um, but I did want to get to 
a couple of these other clips from uh, the Jets coming off of this uh, off of this roadie. Um, and Remo, I know we heard from Mark Shifley on the win in the road trip, um, but let's hear from Shife on last night's game and just you know getting that final win at the end of the road trip, and uh, of course after a great day off where they got to go out golfing with their dads and mentors as the number one team in the National Hockey League. It doesn't sound much better than that, but they did the job the following night when it was time to get back to work. You know, there's no excuses in this league. You know, uh, and no one's going to give you no one's going to give you any excuses um, when you know other teams are doing it too. A lot of other teams are playing playing a lot of games in little days, and you just got to find the energy. and And we did that tonight. It's been like to get your line going again offensively in the last couple here, Mark. Yeah, it's been great. You know, uh, we started to roll a little more. You know, our flow's been a little better. Um, you know, obviously after the break, you know, you have a lot of days off the ice, and sometimes you lose your rhythm a bit. But um, you know, obviously, a fantastic, fantastic effort again tonight. And and you know, three zero on the road trip's pretty pretty awesome. What do you think of the Nikolai accidental pass to himself? <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a funny one. Um, but obviously, a great shot. Um, you know, he's a he's a fantastic player, and you know, sometimes sometimes those things happen. All right, so there's a Mark Shifley got the jacket last night, and uh, listen, he and uh, all of his teammates are playing at such a high level right now, and that's why when you look at the NHL standings, go way up, up right to the top. That's where the Winnipeg Jets are. Um, listen, Cole Perfetti's been awesome this season. He's really developed, um, you know, his game um, defensively as well with a great stick. Um, but listen, offense is the name of the game when it comes to Perfetti. Uh, involved in a couple goals last night. Here's what uh, the youngster had to say uh, about a big night for he and his club finishing up the road trip in style. Did you see in the first one, like, did you actually get the stick on the puck or did you hit his stick so. into it? I think I hit his stick and he was, I don't know what he, what his play was. I think um, we were just kind of both battling for it and we both kind of just whacked each other's sticks and, um, and ended up just getting into the middle. I think, you know, I was just trying to be a puck battle. I don't know what really happened, to be honest, and um, glad he was in a good spot and made a nice shot, so it worked out well. What did you think of Josh's backdoor pass to you there? That was great. Yeah, it's a great look. We talk about that all the time. Um, you know, he's got that vision when he gets moving down the wall. You know, that's a you can really find a weak spot and, and a soft spot in the ice there. And, um, you know, I've been working on that with him and trying to find the right time to pop into that spot. And, um, he starts reeling down and kind of just got lost in coverage, especially with, you know, being six on five. Um, and he made a great play and just tried to chip it up in the air and get it over the goalie. And again, I don't know what happened. It was a scramble and the puck went in. So I was happy to take it. I was going to say, did you get it the second time and when it was in the air? I, I flipped it up and then I whacked it and then it kind of just was like bouncing and then it like st stuck like right on the post like beside like just hugged up right against the post and I don't know after that I couldn't really see from behind the net what really happened I saw Bubs come or Nino come flying in and I don't know what happened but went in the net so it was good uh, all right, there's Cole Perfetti breaking down a couple of the goals last night. Here's one more for uh, from Perfetti, and then uh, we're going to bring in the hammer. Um, here he is on this, uh, just this streak of 10 wins and two overtime losses on this 12-game point streak by the Jets. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's just fun. Like, come to the rink every day. Like, you're, you're winning, and... It's not easy what we're doing. It's fun. It's it's uh, yeah. I mean, you just feel great about yourself. You feel very great about your game and um, coming to the rink every day. Just you know, having that confidence in yourself, knowing like what we can do is, is special. So um, 
I'm just going to try to keep this going. Was there a highlight from getting to spend the time with your dad, and did you beat him on the course? Yeah, beat him on the course. Uh, he's a good player, though. He's a good player. He's really good back in the day. I think once he you know, had me and my sister, and we took all of his time away, so his golf game kind of uh, slowly started to wither away. But you can tell he still got You know, he had it one day. He was pretty good. But um, I think just, you know, spending this time with him, like him getting to see, you know, ins and outs to the everyday life that we live on the road like you know he knows what it's like at home and stuff like that but he doesn't realize you know or, or you know see every time like you know getting in late and traveling the way we travel and on the plane and um, all the nice fancy dinners that we go on like it's it's pretty special to you know share that with him and you know it's gonna be a trip that we cherish for a lifetime and uh, you know hopefully many more to come all right there's some good stuff from uh, from cole perfetti um hey listen just before we bring in jeff I do want to, uh, of course, the Jets have a big four-game homestand beginning tomorrow against Columbus. Um, Thursday is against Chicago. Unfortunately, we will not see Connor Bedard, um, who broke his jaw on the weekend. We'll touch on that maybe towards the end of the program. Um, Saturday night against the Philadelphia Flyers should be a great one. And then the following Tuesday against the Islanders. The only thing those... uh, mild trolls from Minnesota have on us. And I even heard it today in the lock shop from some Oily people said, um, given Winnipeg the business for uh, having some empty seats. So there's only way to shut everybody else up. But I can tell you right now, this is the time to, uh, if you haven't been, or if you've been on the fence, get out to a game right now. Um, <laughs> we have not seen a team a Winnipeg Jets team play uh, with this much commitment to each other night in and night out, and the results are following, and it is a lot of fun being at the rink if you haven't been so far this year. Um, and again, winnipegjets.com slash tickets uh, to get tickets right now. And I would also suggest to those of you that maybe had seats in the past uh, or were thinking about getting in on a package, another great time to do it right now because we pulled up the numbers. What was it, 99.3% for the playoffs? I think we can safely say that we're going to have some playoff hockey in town this year. Um, And with this team built the way they are, playing the way they are, could be plenty of playoff games. So uh, you're going to want to have seats for that too. So get on over to the website, jets.com slash tickets. And let's see you out at the rink this week, Winnipeg Jet fans. All right, Monday's just not a Monday without a visit from the Hammer. Let's welcome in Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press. Hammer, what's going on? How are you? Good, Huss. Just uh, finished off a oh, nine nine phone calls with nine different head coaches, and and just recently off a phone call with the new special teams coordinator, Mike Miller. So, been a busy busy day of uh, three down football, and an otherwise uh, awesome day. It's in in and of itself. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, I think everyone in the chat's doing great. I mean, listen, the vibes are about as high as we could have possibly imagined. In fact, I don't think really? anyone could have imagined us being in this spot right now with the hockey club. But listen, while you you mentioned it right off, we may as well get to this because I don't want to get lost down our Jets path. And then, oh, by the way, um, some pretty interesting um, news out of the Bombers today. Um, new defensive coordinator, Mike Miller doing special teams. We heard last week that Paul Boudreau would not be coming back to the club. Um, just give us a quick fill in on the the moves today, and and what is um, where's Richie Hall in all of this? Yeah, it's a great question, Huss, and those those are the questions I was I sought out to get answered. And so when we got our opportunity to talk to Mike O'Shea, um, you know, it, 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 he answered them. So here they are. So it's an interesting situation to be sure. Um, you know, I think well, Jordan. Let's start with let's start with the Richie Hall situation. Um, it was a demotion. Like, you know, it's a demotion. It's uh, 
asking someone to do no longer be the leader of your defense, not to be, not to play a, you know, that's not to suggest, suggest he's not going to have an important role with the team. Of course, Richie Hall's in the building has a lot of respect from everybody, particularly on that defense, but it, you know, Mike O'Shea had to go to him and ask him not to be his DC any longer um, in order to make room for Jordan Younger, who like Buck Pierce are two guys that are, are being highly sought after. Um, you know, I, I have my own theories in what happened here. I think what happened was, you know, I think Buck Pierce with, with reports are already out there. This isn't new, including from myself that Jordan Younger was going to be his defensive coordinator for the Rough Riders if he got that deal. Um, and so that was a package of two that played itself out. Of course, we know that Corey Mace is there um, now. And, and, you know, he's about to announce his staff, I think, later on this week. Uh, but it ultimately, you know, what I think happened was I think Buck Pierce never got to the stage where the Rough Riders asked him if he wanted the job. I think he pulled out early. I think this was, you know, probably part of the agreement that if he came back, he would obviously get a, a rise, a raise in pay. And I'm sure, you know, Wade Miller had no problem meeting that. And I'm, you know, I imagine, you know, I don't want to put this on Buck Pierce or suggest that, you know, he went in there and demanded things. I think they saw another guy who has been hungry and Jordan Younger for, uh, you know, for a, um, you know, for a promotion to become the new DC. And, and the reality is, is Richie Hall has been in very, has been a very important piece of the puzzle to this team. Of course, he, you know, there's a lot of his fingerprints on the defense as they've gone to four straight gray cups. But what we also know about Richie Hall is he's had some health issues and, he is getting up there in age and has been doing this for a long time. So you needed to come, you need to come with a, you know, another, you know, the future plans. And I think that's what we're seeing. And, you know, I look at, you know, I, I look at a, you know, a guy like Buck Pierce, who again, warrants, you know, warrants a pay raise as a guy who is, you know, could have very well been, you know, been, been in Saskatchewan this season if the rest of the process played out. And I think that left little money over in this non-player football operations cap and hence, here you have Mike Miller taking over the job as special teams coordinator. So that's my best breakdown of what I think happened with this whole thing and why over the weekend, you know, we're now, we're now, we're now chatting about two, you know, two significant, you know, over the last week and a half, I guess, with Paul Boudreaux being told his, his, his contract wouldn't be extended, um, you know, about a week ago or whatever that, you know, this is kind of what went down and this is the reality of the non-player football operations cap. I, you know, you know that this team would like, like to keep all of them, give them all the raises they deserve and, you know, for their hard work over the years. But the reality is it's tough decisions needed to be made. And, and I think that's the result here over the last, you know, seven or 10 days or so to make those. I guess, uh, I guess Miller's retiring. Uh, yeah. So that was an interesting stuck, tidbit in his chat today. He, he yeah, so he, so no, he's not, he, he's retiring. And so the story of Mike Miller is Mike Miller suffered a serious uh, uh, neck injury, um, you know, prior to the season starting. And if anyone knows, you know, Mike Miller and the kind of person and player that he is, is that, you know, he's not exactly one that's going to take no for an answer. So I think this was a, you know, I imagine this was a, uh, you know, a, a running thing all season long, getting second opinions, third opinions. And ultimately what happened was, Nobody would clear him, including the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, to go on a football football field and at risk of, uh, you know, suffering a serious catastrophic injury um, that would change his, you know, his standard of living ultimately. And so, you know, so I think he came to, 
you know, he came to, to those grips. I mean, I, I asked him at what point did you take no for an answer? And he kind of, you know, he kind of, he kind of chuckled and, and talked about how exhausting the efforts were and, you know, trying to get those opinions and trying to work with, with, you know, team head athletic therapist Al Couture. And we know how, you know, the magic that he's been able to, to, to pull off in, in his time in Winnipeg and, you know, for him to kind of shut it down too. I think that, that obviously was, uh, you know, the, the reality sunk in for, for Mike Miller and what better way to continue, you know, what better way to continue your t- you know, time in, in football than to, to coach for the team and community that you've, uh, that you've grown to, a, you know, adore since your, your arrival here after your stint in Edmonton. Um, one more on the Bombers. Um, and obviously the big story of the day is the coaching changes. Um, mm-hmm. We hearing anything specifically on Brady Oliveira and Dalton Schoen as a, uh, as far as extensions go? Uh, no, not really. Um, you know, both are both are priorities for different reasons uh, and similar reasons. Obviously, both are great players. You know, you look at you know I wrote about this last week or the week before that in my CFL rundown column that you know those are two massive pieces, but I still think the you know putting together the offensive line is priority number one uh of course the the winnipeg blue bombers would love to have brady Oliveira signed and, and sealed for next season and, and ditto for you know dalton shown you know those are two guys that are, are for sure high priorities but i really do think it you know it matters to put that offensive line together that will be critical in protecting zach and opening up holes for the run game assuming that will be brady Oliveira or possibly somebody else depending on what happens and then dalton shown is you know, Dalton Schoen's a guy that, um, you know, the Jets have become, or Jets, the Bombers have become incredibly fond of his ability to to learn the CFL game. Like, he is a CFL receiver, you know, like he, he is that guy. And that's no shot against him and his NFL, you know, potential. We all know he didn't get a workout. I just think he's so good at, at, at executing the waggle and, and, and separating, you know, separating himself from from defenders that, you know, he's going to cost a lot of money. And so, you know, same thing for Brady Oliveira. It's just working out those, those, uh, those pennies you have in your bank account. And I don't think that that really comes into play until you figure out the money you can, you can allot to your offensive lineman. And you know that, you know, Brady Oliveira is going to want to know what the offensive line looks like too. And I don't think he's in any, he's in any necessarily significant rush right now with still trying to figure out NFL opportunities. I think he's going to, he's going to figure out if that's going to happen or not in the next you know, handful of weeks here before February 13th uh, free agency opens. So I think you're going to get a lot of, a lot of answers to these questions, Huss, but all I can say about that really right now is that, is that they're, you know, bo- both of those guys want to be back in Winnipeg, but they also want to, they also want to get what their, what, what their value is. And, and, and that's a big part of the business. One last thing I wanted to say, because I know we moved on from it, uh, was that Mike Miller had no idea he was going to get offered the job really, like until he got offered the job. Like this wasn't something that he was vying for. He doesn't know if he's going to be good at it. He said that several times on our interview. And so I just want to make sure that, you know, it wasn't one of those, like he's sitting in the, in, in the in the uh, special teams room over last year while he's injured going yeah I can do this this is you know I'm going to get prepared for this I'm going to get ready for this I think this is going to be a significant transition for him a uh, significant change in role and it, it, you know I think this his success is going to be based on how much work he puts in how much time he puts in which I don't think 
know, anyone can question that. But I also think he's going to require a fair amount of, of support and help. And it's a, it's a good thing that you have a guy like Mike O'Shea as your head coach who also cares deeply about special teams um, and will, will, will certainly and doesn't have another title on his name. Uh, and can certainly, you know, take some of that time to coach and mentor him to make him feel more comfortable as he starts this new journey of football. Good stuff. Uh, so the latest on the Bombers from uh, the Hammer here on WST. Um, let's uh, get back to the Jets. Uh, top of the mountain right now in the National Hockey League. I mean, uh, uh, on a run right now, Jeff, that um, really, I mean, well, we've never seen um, before. The way the team is winning games, their level of consistency. Um I'll just say to you, I mean, who's got a pretty critical eye for this stuff, how impressed are you with what this Winnipeg Jets team has turned into as we approach the uh, near midway point of the season? Yeah, how can you not be impressed? I'm incredibly impressed. I'm along with everybody else who's been watching this team. And it's, you know, just like, I don't want to say just like I was impressed through the first half of last season because I was impressed through the first half of last season. You know, for different reasons. This one, I think, is a, feels a little more stable as, you know, as each guest and I imagine lots of fans out there can think. I mean, you know, I I get the question, I get in my email inbox all the time, you know, how much concern do you have that the other foot shoe's gonna drop and that this team's going to, you know, you know, return, if you will, to to some of that sloppy and inconsistent play. And I, I just don't see anything um at all really in any game for the last couple months that would suggest that this team is ready to take a turn, right. Is ready to, to face, you know, is, is, is going to go on a losing streak. I mean, every team goes through their trials and tribulations. You know, it's, I, you know, I'm not going to say it can't happen, but you know, the jets are probably going to hit adversity sometime between, between now and, and, and when playoffs start, this is really the time when, when, you know, the team's, the ones that have been in, you know, have gone on long, long runs that are that are used to, you know, punching their ticket to the the playoffs each year, ramp up their play, and I think the Jets are primed to do that. I mean, what a what a week it was uh, for them this past week to to you know deliver deliver victories for for their mentors, many of whom were fathers and other people closest to their lives. I mean, it just seems like it, it's you know what it seems like, Huss. It just seems like there's been a collective, you know, I don't want to say sigh of relief, like just a collective just breath right like a breath of fresh air where everybody is you know everyone's cheering for everybody you know it was you know it's it's you can see it and you can hear it in their voices you can you can see it in the way they're they're conducting themselves it's just fun man and hockey is is at its best when it's when, when you're winning and when you're winning again you're having fun and it's just the jets are doing plenty of that and you know some of those reasons why i think this feels a lot more sustainable than than maybe compared to last year is you're you're getting more from your defense uh, and defensive game as a whole from your forwards as well, and you're asking less of your goaltender. And I think that has been the you know a bit of the secret sauce that's been missing with this team is I think when you have a when you have a goaltender like Connor Hellebuck, um, it kind of allows you to cheat for offense. And I you know and it, and and this year I think they're taking a real just a real appreciation for the grind, appreciation for what they're achieving and in, in, in the goals they're not allowing and not so much the goals they are scoring. And I think when you can, when you can bring that into your locker room, when that becomes your mentality, when you're getting contributions up and down your lineup, when you're celebrating guys who are, you know, are on the bubble of making your lineup, but still are, you know, to, to be in the, the night to night roster, but are still contributing as if they're, you know, just as important as everybody else. And then you can cheer for anyone who's on the ice at the time. And, you know, I, I that kind of sounds a little weird to say cheer for guys, but I really do mean care for the success of all your teammates. And I think that, you know, in, in ways was not so much missing and that anyone was wishing ill, 
you know, ill will on any of their teammates, but I think it was a lot of individual stuff before. And what we're seeing now is a collective sense of team and it's showing up on the ice, man. And, 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 you know, I'm one of the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are just having, uh, having a blast watching this team execute night in and night out. No, you are, uh, you know, you're, you're bang on. And, and, you know, I think when we were going into this season, um, and, and especially post Thanksgiving with the extensions to, uh, to Hellebuck and Shifley, um, you know, we spoke about the depth of this team and said, well, you know what? The, the team looks a lot deeper um, up front. I mean, yeah, they're missing Pierre-Luc Dubois. We'll see what that does um, to the top six. But bringing in these players, you know, with the addition of Niederreiter, uh, Niederreiter excuse me, um, and, uh, and Vladdy the baddie, um, this team has, uh, you know, it, it's set up to be a much deeper team. Um we have seen that night after night after night with, you know, one line might, you know, have a couple of off games. It's being supplemented by the fourth line, the Adam Lowry line, which really sort of led the way right out of the gate earlier on. I mean, Perfetti and I follow and I can't say enough about Nemestikov and what he's done in a number of different situations. I mean, absolutely. Well, I mean, now Tony Nato, Axel Janssen, Fialbi. I mean, literally, there's we could say every single guy on this team and point to a few games where they have been very, very impactful. But the the um, it, it's the old the sum is greater than the individual pieces because of the way that they're playing and the coaching staff gets a ton of credit for this has not only helped the goaltenders but absolutely helped the blue line, which I think at the beginning of the season, if you polled most people, was the area of greatest concern. And now they're taking a run at one of the greatest streaks defensively in modern NHL history right now. You have their pairings, their bottom pairing, and, you know, Schmidt and Sandberg ranked amongst the best in the league. You know, it's just, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I, and maybe the players were hearing it. I don't know. Maybe there was. Maybe they were hearing there was a need to revamp the D and, you know, and, and hold, you know, hold up one sec. You know, we have something to say. And that's ultimately what you have to do is, is prove to your GM that you're in a good spot. And I don't think that confidence was necessarily there. But I want to I want to pick up on a point you made right off the bat, Haas. And I think this is incredibly important um, to mention is that, you know, it's the coaching staff, too, man. I, I really do think there is an element here where. You know, it's 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 system for sure. Like there's system that is understandable. It's 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 uh, it's easy to be explained. These guys know exactly what they're doing. You know, it seems like you know you often hear from players go, you know, um, it's so important to know what to do at all times, and it almost seems like overcoaching, and and maybe in ways it can be, but these guys seem to know exactly what they're doing when they need to do it. And it fits the model of the, of the style in which this team's played. And I look at, you know, I look at previous and it's not just Rick Bonus. It's, it's Scott Arneal. It's Brad Lauer. It's Marty Johnston. It, it's, it's everybody down the line who is not just willing to, you know, not just willing to come up with these systems, of course, and implement them, but working with players individually, one-on-one. Like, I think this is a really special group of coaches that are, that have, that are bringing out the best in the players. And again, I just think that kind of attention to detail, that kind of effort that's put forth, I think players recognize that and it's contagious. And when that, and when that spreads throughout your, when that work ethic spreads throughout your locker room, you see, you see what we're seeing with the Winnipeg Jets. You see the consistent play on the ice. You see the camaraderie off it. You see, you know, all these little moments throughout a season add up 
um, to something special. And there's a reason why this team's the best league in the NHL is because they got it. They've figured those things out. I said this on a legal curve on Saturday morning, the three C's of success, you know, consistency, confidence, and camaraderie. And right now the Winnipeg Jets have all three of those in spades. Okay, speaking of a legal curve, I've got to get to something. But, hey, shout out to I Howard figured, Ginn. I figured I'd, uh, I'd just lay the transition for you. <laughs> Howard Ginn uh, is uh, there in Doha, Qatar, tuning in. Shout out, Howard. Let let him know if there's any Qataris that are looking for a hockey team to uh, follow. Tell him to jump on the wagon right now. Yeah, exactly. Hammer, I can't, I, first off, I did not see your segment with IC. That's too bad. But I, I'm going to go back and see it. Um, because well, we can discuss it right now. Though I'm out at the game last night at the uh, at my local, watching the game, uh, and I'm talking to one of my buddies, who is a big fan of all the all the shows, and he goes, "Oh my God, Hammer was on IC yesterday, and you know they were talking about the Jets and they were talking about potential trade trade acquisitions, and Jeff Hamilton brought the name up." of Sidney Crosby. And he sort of gave me a little bit of the, uh, of, uh, you know, a bit of the take. And, and I, and I just sat there and I'm like, God damn, I'm sitting at a bar top right now. This might be the greatest bar top conversation I've had about this hockey club in forever. Now, I mean, we can get into how realistic anything like this is, but wh- why don't you reset this? Because my God, we had fun. We talked about it for another half an hour after it was brought up. I'll be honest. It was, it was that good and that juicy. And to be honest with the team in their situation right now, why not have fun conversations like that? If we're talking about a big ad that might be able to take it, take it over the top. Yeah, of course. So I talked about, I talked about the idea. I can't even like, get into it without you know dragging it out here a little bit and smiling the idea of the jets going after a guy like Sidney crosby like here's my take do i think that Sidney crosby is going to be a winnipeg jet by the end of the year the odds are no the odds are against the opportunity that, that he's going to be there but i've been hearing a lot of rumblings between colleagues and other people i know around the league that there's conversations being hap- that are happening in pittsburgh you know like first of all pittsburgh is not trading Sidney Crosby so long as they're in a sniff through the, the the playoffs. And they might not even do that even then. We all know how important Sidney Crosby is to not just the Penguins, but the city of Pittsburgh, you know, and and, and staying one place is, is an awesome thing. But I yeah, also he's the franchise. Up, of course he is. And he, you know, but he's also an incredibly great player. And he's got a year oh. this year and next year. On his contract, and if the if the Penguins nosedive, I think there's conversations potentially out there to ha- you know to move on from a you know if that ever happens. I know how ridiculous as it sounds, but if that ever happens, there's only so many teams I imagine Sidney Crosby would want to go to. Um, and the the ones I've been hearing about a little bit, Colorado, obviously Nathan McKinnon, you know, being you know that connection with them, right? Again, this is all under the context of something like the impossible would have to happen. But then there's, you know, there's the thought that he might be interested in coming to a Canadian market. And so you look at Toronto. That's obviously a team that, you know, would go out. They just signed Nylander. You probably have to trade Nylander if they even want to think about that. And, but I'm saying with the Winnipeg Jets in the place that they are, their first place in the National Hockey League, if they can continue this up and everything can go right, the moon can go right, everything – why are you not trying aggressively to get a guy like Sidney Crosby? He's exactly what you need. 
You know, he's a oh. centerman, a leader. All the, he's, a, he's a team that anyone needs. So I know people are going to roll their eyes at it. And I am just I am just offering a little bit of, you know, craziness slash excitement to a fan base that, you know, can half of them can take it for what it is. Half of them want to kill me just for even suggesting it. And I love that. That's fine. <laughs> but the thing that I think is the is the reason why I bring up is the reason why I bring up the Winnipeg Jets is because any deal that includes Sidney Crosby coming here, this ridiculous suggestion, you know, hammers a moron suggestion is you, it would be Rutger McGrody would have to be going the other way and it wouldn't just be Rutger McGrody. And so I, you know, I say that because the Pittsburgh Penguins like him, they wanted to draft him. They like him a lot. And so any conversation that would include Sidney Crosby would have to include Rutger McGrody. And maybe that's a non-conversation, but I just think that with that asset where, where the Jets are, you know, we're probably spending too much time already, me talking about this, but I just think what would be a more perfect place, what would be a better gift to the, the Winnipeg Jets fans out there who, you know, have, have, have showed up, have gone hard, have supported their team for their GM to go out there and, and just make a swing for the fences and, and you know, completely, completely change the, uh, the uh, NHL landscape come, come, come later hey, this year. Okay, a couple things on that. Um, sure. I have on this show a number of times, and I think I tweeted out after the uh, after the gold medal game after yesterday's show. Um, you know, it was a picture of Rucker with his gold medal in his mouth or whatever, and I said I haven't been as excited for a Jets prospect to come to Winnipeg uh, as I am about McGrory since the Jets dra- drafted Patrick Line. For sure. Um, and I have said on this show a number of times that, you know, like we'll get into some big time trade talks, but the one guy that is, you know, untouchable that's off the table is McGrory. Well, that was until I started having this conversation last night watching the game about the concept of a potential acquisition of Sidney Crosby. And I'll just say this as far fetched as it does seem, and it is, it's absolutely far fetched. If, if, I don't if, think it's if, impossible. The, the thought of this team, the way they're playing right now, Adding a Crosby, who would be, I mean, to be frank, Sidney Crosby and the way he plays, the Winnipeg Jets, everyone is trying to emulate that way. The selfless, the selfless 200-foot game of Crosby, who's still playing at an incredibly high level. I I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about, if your center ice is Crosby and Shifley and Adam Lowry, I mean, that's where you're starting? Um, and then maybe Vlad on the fourth line. I mean, that is, that's incredible. That's incredibly exciting. And now well, all I'm of a sudden, that, yeah, I'm glad we're back on here resurfacing this thing so I can take, get more hits. But this is the other thing that's part of it. Huss is that he's under contract for a year and a half. I really do mm-hmm. think the jets have a massive window here. They, they, they didn't just, they just re they ripped open that window with the way they're playing this year, you know, and this year and next season, those are going to be two, critical years that's all I'm that's all I'm all I'm saying yeah well hey listen this is a venue where it's fun to have these sort of conversations and um you know I I doubt that Sid is going to be ending up on the TSN trade bait board at any no. point soon um but, but I'll doesn't tell that you speak what, more to what we've seen from from Kevin Shevelyoff when it seems like it's never going to happen yeah. or something now this would set that whole thing in a whole different universe but who knows? Well, and I and I would say a but that I'm like uh, I would not even bring up, or I would hang up the phone for people calling and asking about Rucker McGrady 
unless it was Dubas and a guy like Sidney Crosby. Um, but again, I mean, a fun, fun conversation to have. Um, and I guess it brings us back to the point that this team is number one in the league. And for a player like Sid, like, I don't think Sid is the guy that needs to go. Like, I mean, he's not Dubois who's trying to find himself. and He's only got a couple places because he wants a, a city. Like, he's here to play. He's wherever he is to play hockey. And he's there to win. And you could absolutely make the argument that right now with what the Winnipeg Jets have done up until this point, they are a team that is built to win now, and they're winning more than anybody else in the National Hockey League. Um, and they play a way that if you were a player like Crosby that understands the game as well as anyone and knows what it takes to win and sees the win team is playing, um, even if it meant coming to Winnipeg for a year and a half, which I know is not on the top of most NHL players' destination lists, um, if it's about winning, there's a big opportunity to do it right now. And uh, as I say, it was a uh, it was a very very fun fun uh, uh, conversation to have. Just on that, and again, there's a lot of time before the trade deadline goes, and we'll see the way the team looks when Kyle Connor's back. But we talked earlier about how at the beginning of the season, it seemed like the defense was really the area. Geez, the Jets really need to do something to improve their blue line. And it's hard to make that argument right now because of what they're doing right now and the results that we're seeing. Um, if Kevin Sheveldayev is making a big run at one at, at one big fish to come and join the club and we'll, whatever, that might be a rental, that might be a guy with another year of term, whatever. Where is the bigger need for the club or the bigger want? Would it be a center to play in the top six to round that unit out? Or would it be a big time top four defenseman, preferably on the right side that could really fortify the blue line heading into a playoff run that if you're going to eventually get to where you want to be is going to take two months and is going to be some big tough minutes on the, on the blue line. Yeah. Huss, I don't even care if you have a depleted, I don't care if you have a depleted forwards group and, and the jets certainly don't. Um, you always take top four, you know, top four, top two D, uh, D man. Like that's just, those are pillars of an organization. And, you know, while the, you know, the defense is certain, the defense has certainly lived up to their end of the deal. Same thing as the forwards on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, it's just, I just think if you can land a top end D man, especially to shore up that right side, it's just going to make your whole team better. It's going to make, you know, it's going to, it's going to build you for, for long playoff runs. Right. Um, that being said, you know, I, I don't know who you would name in, out there, right? Like, I don't know who you could name that's just a top-end D-man that would be on the chopping block, you know? And I don't, you know, I wouldn't call him a top-end D-man, but a name like Cam Fowler from the Anaheim Ducks pops into mind, right? you got to start looking at teams where, you know, guys aren't, you know, teams aren't going to be making the playoffs. You start picking away at their D-man. He's a guy that I think you'd be thought of. Obviously, Chris Tanev's a name that's been tossed out. He would be a guy that would offer some, you know, some some skill and and uh, you know some skill and stability there that already exists. And um, but you know the likelihood because of it's it's so difficult to find those kind of players, those kind of you know notable D men. You end up looking for you know you end up getting a forward. And and right now it probably looks like the Jets are looking for maybe a depth forward. Uh, just add maybe a bit of scoring punch just to solidify lines because you need depth too, right? Like you need you go through a lot of stuff if you're going to go through that many playoff rounds to win a Stanley cup, you need the bodies. So, you know, whether that's, you know, names like Sean Monaghan or like, you know, I don't even know. And these aren't, where I'm is, not advocating. Where's a guy like that play guy. I, I have heard that. And the one thing that I'll sort of push back on is that mm -hmm. the reason why the jets are where they are is because of how deep they are. And I mean, 
they're doing what they're doing. Like, I mean, Toninato and Axel are going to be tough to get out of the lineup right now. That line, what did they scored five straight games? Like, you always think about the player, like those depth players that teams are looking for are on the Jets right now. Well, no, and I think Kapari's coming back. And then Connor moves somebody down the line. And I'm not advocating that you do that. I, you know, I'm just saying those are usually the moves that are made, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's an interesting conversation, Hush, because I think the Jets are playing so well right now that that the that the argument that every team's top players, like if you went around to every team that was making the playoffs, whether they're in Colorado, whether they're in Winnipeg, wherever they are, most most teams would tell you most veteran players who have been with the team long enough that have those same depth players on their team will tell you that they want to have you know they want to bring on experienced guys everyone wants to improve their team I don't know how accurate that is for the Winnipeg Jets right now because of the way they're playing I don't know if you need that I'm just saying a lot of things can change from now to the trade deadline injuries can happen right we're we're, we're talking about a team that that has been playing so well with Kyle Connor out of the lineup right and that's probably one of the biggest differences between this team and other teams um, the two things is when they get scored on, they don't crumple anymore. And when they and when they lose a big name out of their lineup, they don't crumple anymore either. And so, you know, you're going to get a guy like Connor, Al Connor back, which is going to feel like a, you know, a great, great acquisition, if you will, back in your lineup. And then you're even stronger. And those names you mentioned at the bottom, they, you know, the Axel Johnson Fialbis, the Dominic Toninatos, the, you know, all those, the Gustafsons, you know, so on and so forth are going to be hard pressed to all get in the lineup. And that's a good problem to have. Those are that's, I think that's what it comes down to us is that you're creating more good problems to have. And you don't want to overthink, you know, trade deadlines, but if you have the opportunity to improve your team, you know, to, and we all know that Kevin Shevelyoff likes players with term. So I think it makes you a little more patient in, in your pursuit, but at the same time, when you are in the position the Jets are in, there is a, a bit of an expectation to build on your team to, to improve any way you can. And I imagine any opportunity to improve this team will be looked at, obviously, seriously uh, by Kevin Chevalier as we inch towards the trade deadline. There's only one thing to do now, Jeff, and that is hope that the Penguins Hi. lose every single game going forward. And I'm going to go down to Royal Sports <laughs> and will this will this into reality by getting a Jets 87 Sydney Crosby jersey. You just need to manifest it, man. Just manifest it, you know, they're, you know, and, and whatever. I thought we were going to, I, you know, I'm, I thought we were going to get into the media wars of covering teams and stuff like we did uh, on, oh. on, on Saturday. But, you know, I know, I know, I'm sure your audience has had enough of that stuff too. So it's, uh, it's definitely some interesting times here, Huss. Never, uh, never boring days around here and certainly some good ones for uh for winnipeg fans yeah the the media wars the fan wars i mean listen to me the minnesota wild and everything that comes with that are irrelevant right now we're in a in a different area code right now than uh, than that team and everyone that supports them and we'll still get a few wild trolls in our mentions every now and then and I mean, Russo came on with KNR and did a very heartfelt apology, and uh, we moved on on that. If that satisfied everybody, I don't know. Um, but as they say, wild, irrelevant right now. What is relevant is this opportunity that the Winnipeg Jets have coming back home for four games to keep this thing rolling. And um, just quickly on that, I mean, you've got a Columbus team that unfortunately won't have Patrick Line. There'll be some different disappointed Jet fans that I certainly were planning on coming to the game uh, because they're still fans of Patrick. Uh, but that team is struggling. And I mean, dude, this game on Thursday night, after the Bedard hit where he broke his jaw, Nick Felito broke his hand or whatever, fighting after that. 
I mean, I was looking at that roster. That might be the worst team on paper I can ever remember in the National Hockey League. And and listen, we said that yesterday, and the Calgary Flames lost to them. So winning is hard in the NHL, and you can't take anything for granted. But, I mean, this is a real opportunity. Like The fact that they've got the first three of this five-game stretch against teams way below the playoff line, it'll be something else. And Remus has just pull, pushed it up right now. I mean, Jason Dickinson with Blackwell and Kurashev, Mackenzie Entwistle and Cole Gutman and Lucas Reichel. That's the top six. Mm. Isaac Phillips, Ryan Donato, and former Jet Zach Sanford, who was just plucked off waivers. Uh, and then Boris Kachuk, Brett Sani, never heard of him, and uh, Reese Johnson. I mean, uh, enough. You had to switch. You had to switch those guys' jerseys to the front because the the graphics designer is uh, on vacation. They don't have numbers yet. They just yeah, uh, they've just been added to the roster, and they're figuring out where they're going to play. Um, and again, the one thing I'll give this team credit for is they haven't overlooked any opponent. They're not playing different. They're not playing down or up to the level of the competition that maybe this team had done in the past. But man, when you look at the schedule right now, Jeff, and what they've already accomplished, this is a real opportunity to keep the floor on the gas and uh, and really establish themselves as a top team in the conference, in the division, in the league, as um, they get into some more tougher games, certainly with the road trip game in Boston, game in Toronto later on this month, and then, of course, that big Saturday night game against the Leafs on the 27th. Yeah, we talked about this a few, or at least a couple weeks back, um, you know, when we were talking about the, the success the Jets had over, over the Bruins, and then we were talking about the games against Mini, and then after that was that home game against uh, against Tampa Bay and then off to California for the dad's trip that just concluded, and we, we spoke about how important those games were. Like, there are a bunch of, you know, all due respect, bottom feeders in the standings, you know, teams right for the right for the picking, and and that's extended. They've done the job. They they've done a really damn good job. They 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 got both victories against Minnesota. They went out on this trip, got all three wins, and now it's now it's coming home and and riding that wave of momentum and that you know those those good feelings and vibes against teams that are also going to be in the fight. Right, it's still going to be a challenge. Right, there's some of those teams, you know, the Islanders that are still fighting for fighting for spots and for a playoff spot. So it's not going to be easy, but these are teams that are still trying to figure it out. Well, it looks like you, you know, it looks like the Winnipeg Jets have got it figured out. So this is a, yeah, a really big opportunity and a big opportunity to collect points, right? We always hear about, you know, we always hear in March and April about how important those points are. And then those guys always talk about, well, you know, those points were counted for the same earlier in the year. And I wish I got that one. Well, this is your opportunity to, to, uh, to, to take those points, to rip those points from these teams that don't deserve them, and then at the end of the season talk about how you dominated through February, March, and April. And then, you know what, heading into the playoffs, playing some of your best hockey and feeling good. Um, that's obviously the goal here. So I think the Winnipeg Jets are in prime position. You know, as we opened up the, opened up the, 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 the chat, I don't see anything to suggest that this team is just going to lay an egg. They have a system in place that's been successful. They look like they're, you know, I really think that streak of three goals or less is something that they're rallying behind, that they're taking great pride in and and something that they certainly want to continue. So I think that, you know, everything just seems to be going right for the Winnipeg Jets and, and setting them up for, uh, you know, including the schedule and setting them up for another good run here possibly. Yeah, I mean, every single game this team goes out, it seems like they sort of pay Connor Hellebuck back for the previous few seasons and the way that he has been the backbone and um, both goalies are benefiting it. And uh, as I say, we've officially started Jennings watch 2024 um, for this group um, because I mean, the, st- the stretch is historic already. 
Um, it is amazing. I guess the 2015 Wild team did this for 34 or 35 games. I mean, certainly they're going to look to continue that. It will be tough later on with some of the teams that they're playing right now. But um, listen, the reg- uh, the body of work speaks for itself. And they'll look to build on that tomorrow when uh, our old pal Pascal Vincent comes in as the head oh, coach yeah, of the nice. Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, hey, uh, uh, just quickly, and I know we kind of talked about a bunch of the uh, big bomber news today. I imagine uh, when people pick up their free tomorrow, um, you'll have uh, plenty of uh, discussion and analysis on that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll be taking you taking you in into uh, what happened with, with everything, you know, the new coaching staff, some of the, you know, some of the comments from today, obviously it's a bit of a new era, if you will. And then, um, you know, later this week after talking with, with the GMs tomorrow, uh, we get all nine or seven because some of those, some of those GMs uh, are also head coaches and spoke today. Uh, I'll, I'll have a pretty, a pretty, I'll have a pretty juicy um, CFL rundown column, just, you know, my trip around the league and all the, you know, all my, news and notes from from the top stories and whatever uh ready for wednesday too so it's a bit of a cfl week um i'm in uh yeah so it should be a good a good three down week hey, and uh, you know what hey hold on one sec um i, I see uh spency five cents he's in here and okay. uh, you Chaz is here as well um, oh, in that case by the by the way uh, remus has a a note if you're with us live uh hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and hit the thumbs up but remus has got a link there we're just about a 4k on instagram yeah. if you haven't been following the wst instagram there's lots of great content there uh, so, so you gotta tell sure them to, to add it to their to-do list you gotta get psychological on this you gotta uh. add it to your to-do list first <laughs> thing's making your bed second thing is is uh is hitting that is hitting that subscribe button if you haven't done that it's hitting the like no, and just knock them off your list if you can it's do five right or six now things, these are things there's one it's just a one item list just go and do it right there yeah, there's a link in the chat you, don't let anyone tell but, you didn't do anything today but hey the reason why i have mentioned the fellas in edmonton and i know we've got a lot of ESTers that'll jump in usually for the second half of the program just before we go wanted to ask you about um this MBT signing in in Edmonton. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, like, listen, great quarterback, a guy that can help you win games. And I think you know, you look back at what he did before with the Argos. Um, but man, it was really interesting, you know, being so close to so many people in Edmonton, seeing the reaction there. Normally, getting a good, established, winning quarterback is a great thing. Um, what does this mean for Trey Ford? I know you've talked to some people around the league. I mean, what are you hearing about that? And is this Chris Jones just going down his own way in his final year of his deal? So he actually has another year after this year, too. Oh. So, so he's not like you know he is. I think he. I think this move is playing for his job because you can't be four and fourteen again this year and expect to be back. You know, back for another season, even if it is your last year. And from what I understand, the Elks don't have any of those existing coaching salaries left on the books. So if they really want to make a change, if they feel they need to make a change, they're in a position to do so. Um, because as I don't know if fans know this or, or general people know this, is you can have kind of one gimme in, in, your, in your thing. Like you can take one contract that isn't used against your thing. So if you wanted that for that year, it'd be gone. So there is potential for him to go. But to answer your question, Huss, is I think this says, I think this is Chris Jones saying he doesn't trust Trey Ford to lead a football team. Um, or at the very least, bringing in some guy to someone to help him and 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 you know learn in that in what he described today is that natural maturation of being a quarterback. Well, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I mean, McLeod Bethel Thompson. This is this is what's going to be really interesting for me is that McLeod Bethel Thompson is probably one of the most polarizing players in the CFL. Like you know he's he's led lead, he's led the CFL in passing yards before, but then you watch games and he's not 
as consistent. Then you factor in that he's been in the East his whole career and has, you know, has, has benefited from being in a, in a crappy division. Um, and so, you know, all of a sudden, 10 and 8 looks really good when in reality you might not even make the playoffs if you were in the West in certain years. So, you know, I, I am I am curious. He's, he, he, I do like McLeod Bethel Thompson. I do think he's a leader. I do think he is going to bring some stability to that position and certainly bring some leadership to that team, which I think is desperately needed. But it just feels like grasping at straws here and like, okay, maybe Trey Ford isn't quite ready, right? There's people out there who would hand him the keys to the to the starter's car right away. And I don't know if I count myself as one of those people if my job depended on it. We saw some a lot of great dynamic things from Trey Ford, but a lot of it had to do with running, right? And a lot of it, too, when you and I, you know, I have to imagine this is part of the thought process, is that now you have tape on Trey Ford. But now you can game plan for Trey Ford. And maybe Trey Ford's effectiveness or or game planning against him is going to be effective in forcing him to beat you with your, with his arm. And I don't know if Chris Jones, well, I guess we do know is that Chris Jones doesn't think that he's good enough alone. Now, the other part of this, Haas, is that Trey Ford is on his rookie deal and will remain on his rookie deal. They're not giving him the uh, the, the treatment that they've given that they gave Kevin Brown, their running back, and others in the past. They're not they're not taking him off his rookie deal early and handing him a restructured deal worth more money to stick around. He's going to be here. How is that going to affect? Trey Ford, I have no idea. But I'll say this right now, and I've said this on your show before. I've written about this several times. Chris Jones doesn't have a good reputation when it comes to quarterbacks, and this just looks like another chapter in that book. He didn't even talk to Trey Ford about getting McLeod Bethel Thompson when I asked him about it today. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, and he, he described it as, I don't coddle my players. Okay, that's fair. Not saying you should coddle players, not saying that's the best way to go, but maybe having some respect for the most important position for a guy who came in and probably saved your job last year at the end of the year because he actually got you wins. The Elks were actually exciting, not because of Chris Jones's maybe good defense, but because of a guy who came in that was Canadian that was throwing and running the lights out for games and actually got you to a level of respectability where Edmonton said, hey, maybe you are good enough to stick around for another season. And that's the part that's that's weird for me. Um, but you know what? McLeod Bethel-Thompson has all the experience and tools. Is he going to be a guy who's going to help the Elks? Possibly. I just think it's going to be a difficult situation in Edmonton for another year. And like I say about every negative opinion or projection I make, I'm willing to eat crow. I hope the Elks, you know, become a better team. But just, you know, what I'm seeing right now is just not uh, not convincing me. Killing it today, dude. Thanks again, man. A great, great segment. Lots to talk about. Um, we'll look forward to... Uh, uh, the latest on the CFL and tomorrow's Winnipeg Free Press. Take it easy and we'll catch up soon. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm just going to walk to my bathroom and yell in the mirror for a bit. You got me all fired up. So uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that. We'll do next week too and uh, looking forward to it. And shout out to all the listeners out there. You guys know you make the show. Good stuff. Thanks so much. There's Jeff Hamilton. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jeff K. Hamilton. And for those of you that are in here from uh, EST, the Edmonton, uh, to definitely give Jeff a follow. Uh, one of the best in the biz when it comes to uh, covering the Canadian Football League. All right, we got we got lots to get to. I see Kabila's talking about that BS touchdown the Saints scored at the end of last night. Uh, we will get to that. Um, but let me give a big cheers to our friends at Little Brown Jug, Winnipeg's favorite local brewery. Um, I am looking forward to a couple LBJs tomorrow at the game, of course, on this four-game homestand. Uh, if, you, uh, if you haven't already been this season or if you haven't noticed... Some great improvements to the arena, including Craft Beer Corner, now in Section 126 downstairs 
and outside 310. Uh, upstairs, all some great local brews, including our favorite Little Brown Jug. And it's not just their flagship 1919, but generic lager is available as well. Um, you can pick it up at the game tomorrow. And for you season ticket holders, unlike last year, it was only the domestic drafts. You can get your season ticket discount on the uh, local brews as well. And of course, speaking of discounts, uh, great deals right now. Generic lager, eight packs of Tall Boys, $19.99 at your local beer store or Manitoba Liquor Marts. And heck, no better place to pop down, though, than the brewery and tap room on William Avenue to uh, try all their favorites for yourself. Check them out online as well, littlebrownjug.ca. Um, Got to give a shout out to our friends at Royal Sports. And listen, with this Leafs game coming up on the 27th, shout out to the WSTers who uh, got our package. Cannot wait to see you all again for what should be one of the biggest games of the year. Uh, of course, the Jets are wearing the, uh, the 48s. The RCAF-inspired jersey for that game and one other. I'm not sure when the other game is, um, but obviously those jerseys, the regular jerseys, um, the heritage jerseys, all available at Royal Sports. Customized name and number, your favorite player. Thousands of pieces of Jets merchandise, some you won't find anywhere else. Tons of bomber gear, NFL, Major League Baseball, Raptors and NBA, international soccer, not to mention the biggest and best hockey section in town. And some other great stuff for the winter, including snowboards, boots, bindings. It's all there at Royal Sports, 750 Pemina Highway. And check them out on Instagram at Royal Sports Pemina. Give them a follow for the latest merchandise drops and sale information throughout the year. And hey, uh, we got to wait till tomorrow for the Jets to get back at it. And uh, Monday Night Football will be back next week as part of Super Wild Card Weekend with the Bucks and the Eagles going head to head. But tonight, it's the Natty. The college football championship between Washington and Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines should be a great game. Both teams are 14 and 0. We'll get the line and the cool bet lines coming up. But uh, if you're thinking about a great spot to watch that game tonight, uh, just like Monday Night Football, make it Boston Pizza, ice cold schooners, world famous BP wings, gourmet pizzas, and more. Uh, and, of course, it is your home for, uh, if you're not at Canada Life Center for these next four games, the next best place to watch your Winnipeg Jets is your local Boston uh, pizza. Um, and, you know, just while we uh, get into the cool bet lines, I do want to give a shout-out. It's cold right now. We're into the new year, and I'm already thinking about getting out this summer to Aikens Lake Wilderness Lodge. Find out more online at akinslake.com about the Aikens Experience, a world-class flying fishing getaway right here in beautiful Manitoba, where you can be on the water in less than two hours from the city of Winnipeg. And as great as the fishing is, the hospitality and five-star treatment from the Aikens family is literally second to none. Aikens Lake on all of your social channels and find out more about booking and availability at akenslake.com. All right, let's get Remus back in here. And Reem, this is one of those days where I think we could do a four-hour show without any problem. Mondays are always fun. We have the Jets uh, weekend, a lot of NHL topics. We haven't even debated, uh, talk about Bedard's broken jaw a little bit. But yeah, NFL as well. Week 18, a lot of playoff scenarios, you know, decided. And looking forward to, I love the name Super Wildcard Weekend. It's so much better than Wildcard Weekend. Yeah, the playoffs might be diluted with a seventh team in. Like, no one wants to see Pittsburgh in the playoffs, although they keep winning. Uh, they keep winning somehow, but sure, more games. Uh, more games is good. Uh, I will agree with that. Well, I, I mean, listen, the Jags have only themselves to blame. 
I mean, they were eight and three. They were eight and three. They finished one and five in their last six games. They lost yesterday to Tennessee Titans in a game that they were down, but Ryan Tannehill put it on a silver platter to get right back into it. They couldn't get it across the goal line on a fourth down, and the Jags are out. And speaking of cool bet, um, I was a crazy week in the lock shop, and it reminded us of how good some of our futures were. Um, and we got in mid-season on the Houston Texans to win the AFC South at more than three to one. Um, Texans win last night. I got a bunch of tweets from uh, lock shoppers that were fired up about that pick. And needless to say, the cool bet account is showing up big time. Um, we had the Ravens to win the uh, the AFC North. We had the Bengals to miss the playoffs. Only one that was really hard to take was the Dolphins blowing the AFC East. That one was close to 3-1 to one preseason. Obviously, the Bills won last night and took it out. But uh, the lock shop is back, and we will be uh, back getting into a huge hockey slate tomorrow. So uh, join myself and Dustin Nielsen at noon over on the Edmonton Sports Talk channel before we roll into WST each and every day. As far as these matchups, now that everything's done, Reem, um, here's the way we're looking, and these are the opening lines um, or at least where the lines are right now. Cleveland, and this is interesting. So when we did the lock shop earlier today, Cleveland was a three-point favorite. It's now back down to two and a half. Uh, but Joe Flacco and the Browns, the road favorites, up against the upstart Texans who won the AFC South and will be hosting a playoff game Saturday afternoon to get things going. And then in the evening it's the chiefs and dolphins and uh wow i mean what a turnaround for miami um you know from where they were now they're heading on the road it is supposed to be freezing in kansas city on saturday night and that i don't think bodes well for the dolphins and that's part of the reason why the dolphins are three and a half point underdogs uh, i think that if this was maybe um well first in miami they might be more like four-point favorites, but I think the weather's going to be a big, big factor in this one. Uh, and the Chiefs didn't play any of their guys yesterday. Uh, Mahomes sat, Kelsey sat. Um, so they will be in uh, in a nice position at home taking on the Dolphins as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, this game was up to 10 when we did lock shop. It's now back to nine-and-a-half, but the Bills are the biggest uh, favorite of the weekend. That's the noon game on Sunday. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, it's the Packers and Cowboys. And I'll be honest, I, I'm if there's one lean I have right off the bat, it's to take the points with the Packers. I mean, I know the Cowboys have been good and they've been great at home this year. Packers are no joke. And um, the Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites uh, in this game. Um, impressive win by the Packers yesterday over the Bears to punch their ticket to the playoffs. And how about this for a juicy first-round matchup? The Lions winning the NFC North for the first time in forever, taking on the Rams. And, of course, the quarterback matchup, former Lions QB Matt Stafford with the Rams against former Rams QB Jared Goff, uh, Jared Goff with the Lions. Lions, three-point favorites. And then a week from today, we will have Monday Night Football as a part of Super Wild Card Weekend. The Eagles and the Buccaneers, Tampa held on to beat Carolina 9-0 yesterday in what was a dreadful football game, but it got the job done for Tampa. And, I mean, Remo, I don't know, it's four-and-a-half-point favorites for the Eagles on the road. I have no idea why the Eagles would be that much favored over anybody on the road the way they finished up the season. Uh, Hurts played yesterday. Brown played yesterday. They had their guys in. 
They were down 24 nothing at one point to the Giants in that season-ending loss. So um, they are trending in a very, very bad direction and, um, and are going on the road right now in week one to finish things off. But uh, some great matchups. I cannot wait for next weekend um, when it comes to the NFL playoffs. Yeah, the Eagles' defense has. It's been among the worst in the league uh, the last couple seasons. And Jalen Hurts, what, Harris finger yesterday. We'll see what that. Devontae Smith missed the game with an injury. I think they just held out uh, DeAndre Swift precautionary. But they're on a downward trend. You mentioned since they raised the banner for beating the Chiefs in the regular season. So box home <laughs> dog. It does sound nice. Yen Vivian says no compelling matchups. I think the, for me the most compelling is easily Rams Lions, Lions hosting uh, the playoff game, winning the division, as you said, first time in forever. Matt Stafford returning to face his former team. But we talked about this last year when the Chargers didn't rest their guys and Mike Williams got hurt at the end of the season. How about Detroit Lions not resting anyone? And Sam Laporta, rookie tight end with a breakout season, hyperextending his knee. We'll have to wait and see what his status is heading to this game. And uh, Jordan Love, I was a Jordan Love doubter. For a long time, yeah, that he sucked, that they shouldn't have picked him. You know, they held on. You know, he but he's had his time on the bench. He's learned, and they've you know they've really uh, done well on offense. He's awesome, isn't he, isn't he? Leading the league in touchdown passes, or he's among the league leaders, and they've done it with Christian Watson hurt, and all the receivers are hurt. They got who? This guy Dontavian Wicks, great name, uh, <laughs> catching balls from them yesterday. So. Uh, watch out! I agree. Watch out for the Packers. Sorry, Jordan Love second in, in TDs to Dak Prescott, who had a couple yesterday. Uh, and the Packers, you know, Dak Prescott, the other guy. The Cowboys defense got off to the hot start, and they've kind of taken a, a seat there lately. So those two games on Sunday, big, big totals: fifty-one for Ca- uh, Packers, Cowboys, fifty-one and a half, Rams, Lions, both of them in the dome. And then you look at this Steelers Bills game: thirty-five point five. Team total. I don't know how the Steelers, man, keep doing it. Uh, I think maybe take that. That nine and a half uh, seems like a lot of points. Us, although uh, I don't, I don't know what to make of the Steelers. I don't know how they're even in the playoffs. They stink. Well, you know what, Mason Rudolph, he's been good. Saved the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And listen, T.J. Watt is probably out for this game, and I think that's another reason why they're such a big, big underdog. Um, but yeah, I don't know yet. I mean, I, listen, I obviously, I think this Dolphins Chiefs uh, game is pretty juicy. Uh, we didn't get to see Tyreek's Hill return to Arrowhead this week because those two teams played overseas in Germany. Tyreek is going to get welcomed back to Arrowhead in about minus 20 on Saturday night. So we'll see how that goes. And listen, if you are a believer in following the script of the NFL, yes, this is what's happening in the AFC. The Bills will beat the Steelers. The Chiefs will beat the Dolphins. The Browns will beat the Texans. And then the following weekend, we'll have a rematch of the Bills and Chiefs, this time in Buffalo, and Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens with Joe going up against the team that he won the Super Bowl with. I mean, if you believed in the script, that is the way the script would go. And if you take a Cleveland Chiefs-Bills parlay money line just to win it's plus 210 right now at cool bet and i will be putting a little sprinkle on that my friend yeah some intriguing matchups interesting that cleveland road favorites against dj stroud and the texans this cleveland defense i think 
Uh, they should be able to shut down. Uh, well, I don't know. It's going to be tough to shut down Houston, but if anyone can do it, it's certainly Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if Joe Flacco can keep it going. I know Houston's defense been a bit porous at times, and the Dolphins, what's going on with Jalen Waddle? Raheem Mostert, can they play in the cold weather? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think it's time's kind of running out here for the Dolphins. But for the Chiefs, they're going to need someone to step up and actually catch the ball. Uh, I saw what Rasheed Rice had a – was he banged up? Or some of these guys – I don't know. We'll have to see how, as the week goes on. You know, last week 18, they're all just sitting guys for whatever. So I would say pay well, attention. Well, that's a big advantage for the Chiefs mm. that they were able to do that yeah. um, while the Dolphins played the Sunday nighter in a game that had a lot on the line and they had to, you know, go right down to the final uh, fourth quarter uh, with the uh, Bills, albeit in a losing cause. So – Lines are up at Cool Bet right now. Uh, you can get in on that. Uh, and as far as the national championship goes tonight, Michigan is a five-point favorite against Washington. I'm going to put a little sprinkle on Washington to win the game. The money line's up to plus 189. But I do like Washington at plus five. I think this Michael Penix is an absolute stud. And, you know, often it's the teams, the big legacy programs that get the attention, that get a lot of the support. And I think we're seeing that right now. Uh, Michigan defense versus the Washington offense. That is the matchup tonight. But they're obviously expecting some points because the total for this game is 55 and a half. And Washington is a five-point underdog. The money line is plus 189 for Washington and minus 238 for Michigan. Again, if you haven't played a cool bet before, use the promo code WST. When you make your first deposit, we'll hook you up with a 100% bonus up to 200 bucks on your first deposit. And uh, tonight, I guess, do, are we cheering for the Canucks to beat the Rangers to oh. keep the Jets all alone and first uh, overall in the National Hockey League? Is that the... Uh, is that the play tonight? Uh, because I kind of like the Rangers at minus 135 on the money line with the Canucks coming to MSG. I was just looking at some tight games. So I wasn't really sure where to lean. But, uh, yes, I was on the Rangers uh, at home. Uh, so I would I would go with them. And, yeah, let's see if the Jets can keep it going. I mean, pretty. It's I look at the money puck odds, basically a coin flip. But I'll go with the home team. I'll go with Shesterkin. I think he's always a threat uh, for a shutout. And, you know, Nair and those guys are, are rolling on the Rangers. So I will Pink. roll with them. Pittsburgh got minus 123 in Philly. Philly, despite being ahead of Pittsburgh in the standings, uh, a plus 105 underdog. Those teams hate each other. Uh, and then you've got the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild. Dallas minus 135 hmm. favorites. The Wild plus 115 at home. And uh, Bruins Avalanche. That's a hell of a game tonight as well. Bruins plus 110 road dogs and the Avs minus 129. So not a busy night in the National Hockey League, but a couple of big-time games uh, involving four of the top teams in the league, not named Winnipeg Jets with Vancouver and New York and Boston and Colorado in the late game. Yeah, what's interesting to me about this Dallas game is, you know, they've had a number of injuries. I mentioned Heisken in earlier in the show, but uh, their goalie, Jay Gottinger, he's been on. They've been rolling Scott Wedgwood pretty hard lately. They're putting in the backup tonight. Matt Murray, I believe, is getting the start. Not Matt Murray on LTIR with Toronto, but there's another There's another Matt Murray. So uh, he's starting, and I'm curious how it goes for the Wild, who you know, just haven't recovered since losing back-to-back games against the Jets. Oh, no, sorry, they won in overtime on the weekend. Brock Faber, uh, monster game, three-pointer, and Marco Rossi scored the winner for them 
on Saturday. So there's, you know, they've bounced back a little bit, but we do enjoy seeing Minnesota lose, and we'll be counting well, down they, to they, that February twenty. They beat 20. the Blue Jackets in overtime. Congratulations, Wild! Congratulations, <laughs> good for you. It's the only time we'll talk about those bums to, on today's show. Um, by the way, just when it comes to Stanley Cup odds, I was kind of telling you how the Jets have slid progressively throughout the year. Um, the uh, odds Whoa. right now have the Jets at fourteen to one. Leafs are fifteen to one. Panthers are fourteen to one. But ahead of the Jets are Dallas, Edmonton, Carolina, Boston, Rangers, Golden Knights, and Avalanche. Um, although it's tight. I mean, the Avalanche are 10 to 1, Jets are 14. Uh, and I am looking at my preseason bet ream at Cool Bet on the Jets, which was 60 to 1. Yep. And uh, and they're now, like, every time I look, they're upping the cash out because they're, 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 they're sweating. They're Don't sweating on this, on this liability. For uh, for the Winnipeg Club. So, uh, anyways, if you do want to get a little sprinkle on the Jets to win the Cup, uh, they're fourteen to one. Um, a couple of other things coming out of the uh, the yesterday. Um, I mentioned Jacksonville, the brutal end to the season. Tough look for Trevor Lawrence, although he was hurt. Really tough look for Doug Peterson. Uh, but the end. Did you see the end of the Saints Falcons game? Of course. Like that. So if you missed it, gang, the Saints were up big on Atlanta, 41-17 um, in the last minute of the game. Um, they had an interception that they took back to the one-yard line. So Dennis Allen, the Saints coach, sends them out to get in victory formation. Kneel the ball down. We won the game, and we move on and see what happens in the other uh, games, and maybe there'll be a playoff team. It didn't happen. Um, but apparently in the huddle, Jameis Winston talking with the team, as he described it, was a team decision to overrule the head coach, go into victory formation, and then hand it off to Jamal Williams for a touchdown. Um, needless to say, Arthur Smith, in his last act as an Atlanta Falcons head coach, was absolutely livid. And frankly, I don't blame him. I mean, that's one of the cheapest things I've ever seen. If you want to keep on trying to score, go for it. But when you get into victory formation, that's essentially telling the opposition that you're shutting it down, the game is over, and they call off the dogs as well. Um, so I totally get why people in Atlanta and Arthur Smith was as pissed off as they were. Terrible look for Dennis Allen. Brutal look for the Saints. Um but the big story involving anyone involved in that was the fact that Smith was fired after the game, and it sounds like Ron, Re- Ron Rivera is following his way to the unemployment line as he has been taken out by the uh, Washington Football Club. Uh, but Bill Belichick still under contract, but is open to changes, and uh, what happens in New England is going to be fascinating. Yeah, a couple things. Arthur Smith deserved that for his misuse this season of Bijan Robinson, Kyle every Pitts, fantasy player. Drake London. Uh, you know, these guys are top picks, and you know, you're putting basically putting them on the fourth line, not using them. You know, to do it out of victory formation, um, maybe not the best look. But you know what? This is the National Football League, Huss. And if you can stomp on your division rival and Arthur Smith, who screwed fantasy owners all season, uh, thank you, Jameis Winston. And they did fire him at 12.01 Eastern, Huss. So they could not wait. Until Black Monday. That was when Adam Schefter tweeted it. So you know what? Screw Arthur Smith. 
So I'm that's fine. And a lot of CFL fans upset that Nathan Rourke couldn't get a shot yesterday with Bailey Zappi playing poorly in New England. Curious what happens there going forward. Listen, and I was watching that game, and by the way, I mean a big fu to the Patriots because we would have been a perfect seven for seven in the lock shop yesterday. We hit one of the partner parlays, but they blew it. Our money line parlay had the other two games in. They lost. It broke their 15-game winning streak against the Jets. But, like, if anyone was watching that game, it was ridiculous. It was such a slog. It was snowing all game long. There was basically no offense whatsoever in the football game. And, like, to put Nathan Rourke in that situation with a new team in the fourth quarter, I mean, what's he going to show there? I mean, I, listen, he, he's, he just needs to find a spot that he might legitimately get a chance next year. I'm not sure that there is that place in the NFL, but you know, sitting behind a franchise quarterback like Trevor Lawrence probably isn't the spot. Um, and God knows there was enough backup and third stringers that got in. There's going to be a little luck involved, um, but I don't think he's coming back to the CFL anytime soon. One more note for Viking fans. Um, Kirk Cousins met the media today and made it clear he hopes to sign with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and he said the structure, I guess he was asked a question, would he embrace a hometown discount if that's what ultimately the Vikings seek? And he said, it is funny that this is the quote. It's a great question and one I've thought about pretty much my whole 12 years. Well, that's never really happened. I mean, he has played the market about as well as any quarterback in the NFL. But he did say, I do think it's important to be aware of. I think God has blessed me financially beyond my wildest dreams. So at this stage in my career, the Dodger, the dollars are really not what it's about. Uh, and he was having another monster season. I mean, he can absolutely still play. Uh, and I, I, I'm hoping for the Vikes and their fans that he comes back because I have to admit, if he never got injured right now, I think the Vikings are not only a playoff team, but very much live when it comes to the, uh, um, you know, this uh, this NFC. We all remember the Vikings being that team that I believe was the first team to beat the San Francisco 49ers this year. And the Niners really are the standard right now heading into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, look what Nick Mullins did. You know, Nick Mullins has thrown for 400 yards a game uh, and he's what he's throwing interceptions, but it shows you what they have in Justin Jefferson. This guy's the elite wide receiver who wouldn't want to be there uh, throwing to him. So her cousins, I got him at the end of our uh, fantasy league. I mean, it's kind of, you know, no one's like super high on him, but he is a, a solid, capable quarterback, and we'll see what happens with him and the Vikings going forward. And I agree. They were on their way to a playoff spot. He got hurt. You know, Josh Dobbs came in, had some great games, but the magic ran out there. They went with Jaron Hall, who wasn't it. And, you know, Nick Mullins, he can certainly sling it, but he also has a lot of interceptions and a tough end of the season for the Vikings. Hey, by the way, um, just, you know, this is a perfect time to do this. <clears throat> An NFL-related why not question of the day for not Autocorp. Who, who is your Super Bowl favorite right now? And when you look at the games this weekend, um, is there an upset that stands out to you? Um, let us know in the chat for the why not question of the day for not Autocorp. You know, Reem, uh, when I looked at these lines last night as soon as they came out, the one line that really stood out to me was this Packer line. Um the way Green Bay is playing and the way Jordan Love is playing, I know Dallas has been awesome at home all year long, but I mean, I think they are going to be a tough test for the Cowboys. And the fact that the Packers are getting more than a touchdown seems 
a little disrespectful, honestly. And um, tell you what, I mean, Jordan Love keeps playing the way he's playing, and maybe you get a couple of those guys back that can catch passes. Um, we saw what their defense was like yesterday against the Chicago Bears. Um, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to lose this game. I kind of hope that they win and Detroit wins so we get a rematch of that game last week that the Lions sort of got screwed on. Um, but I'm not sure whether the odds makers are giving the Packers enough credit. Yeah, you just mentioned, I mean, Jordan Love certainly come on second in the league in touchdown passes through for 4,000 yards. And, uh, you know, they've had the receivers all banged up. They've been playing well. Will they be able to stop uh, this Cowboys uh, offense that has been really humming along with C.D. Lamb? So, uh, yeah, 51 total there seems accurate. And I imagine it's going to be closer uh, than that. The, Pack- the Packers are a good team. We'll have to see, um, you know, the receivers' health. But, you know, it certainly didn't matter last week. Or yesterday against the Bears, uh, when it was who Dontavian Wicks with solid two TDs. Yeah, I see Schickster Niners, isn't it Baltimore? You know what? That's fair. I mean, Baltimore did go in and beat them in that matchup a little while, a while ago. I'm, I'm not sure that if those two teams played again in Vegas in the Super Bowl, that I wouldn't still be leaning on the Niners. Uh, but listen, MC Sormy continuing to be the brains of the operation here. KC number one. Let's go what? Stormy. I like I like our chances going this week. Hey, you guys fade Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs at your own peril. That's all I'm going to say. We'll look forward to this win, hopefully Saturday night against the Dolphins to set up, which would be an awesome. I mean, is there anything better than the Chiefs and the Bills playing in the playoffs? Not much. I mean, they've given us a couple of the most thrilling games in NFL history, and I don't know it would be uh, – it could be very similar this week. Bills, they should roll over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And again, what I want the most, Remus, not even having anything to do with my team, the Chiefs, I want Joe Flacco and the Browns to take on the Ravens. To me, that actually might be the most dangerous team of all of the teams in the AFC for Baltimore, including Kansas City, including the Buffalo Bills. Because of how well those teams know each other from playing twice a year um, and just that incredible Browns defense, that now their offense has a little bit of a spark with Flacco. And Flacco playoff magic is a real thing. People in Baltimore know that. Talking to some <laughs> Baltimore I was talking to a couple Ravens fans last night, and the thought of Joe Flacco and the Browns coming is a major, major concern. Anyways, get on over to Cool Bed. It's all there for you and uh Rima, i guess we'll uh, focus back on uh the team tomorrow as uh another big home game against uh, as i mentioned to jeff our old pal pascal vincent coming back to the peg as the head coach got the job in very strange circumstances um and it hasn't gone well for columbus so far this year um but i'm looking forward to hearing from pascal and uh, most importantly, looking forward to seeing the Jets get back on the ice and hopefully keep this winning streak going and uh, stay on top of the mountain in the NHL. Yeah, I haven't seen you know odds yet for tomorrow's game, but I imagine the Jets going to be very heavy uh, home favorites. Uh, you know, you have the team Hus with the best goals against in the league, two point three eight, and the team with well the third worst goals against in the league, three point six three. Columbus only the Sharks. And the Blackhawks, uh, you know, have worse goals against. And, oh, the Blackhawks are the opponent here Thursday. So a bit of a nice, bit of an easy run in the schedule here with Anaheim, San Jose last week. 
And now still got to take care Chicago. of business. Still I mean, and, take I'm, care. Hey, and I'm look good um, on what was it Friday against the Jets? I mean, they outshot them. Lauren Brossois was solid, uh, but in the end, the Jets won. How about that shot by Perfetti actually uh, for his goal? I didn't know if he had that in his bag. Really nice. I mean, nice quick release. It wasn't like a huge wind up on the one timer. Just uh, you know, quick wrist when the puck is in, you know in the you know in near him. So okay. that was a nice play. Um, uh, by the way, hey, shout out to Northern Farm Girl. Great to see you in here. Welcome to the show. Always welcome in here. And uh, yeah, Dolphins Chiefs. It'll be a good one. Now, listen, Yin Vivian. Yin, you're one of our favorites. You're here all the time. 99% with great takes. This, however, <laughs> it, this is the one percenter, though. Yin Vivian, Taylor Swift is the Chiefs Yoko Ono. <laughs> Us is too young to remember the breakup of the Beatles. Listen, I rem- I know the Yoko Ono reference though, and any that that is the most insane take, and I hear it from crazy people on the internet. Anti Kona Polly, um, Taylor Swift might be able to catch better than a few of the guys that Patrick Mahomes has been throwing passes to, and I would almost wish that she would go out there and do that. Obviously, I'm joking. Um, listen. Travis Kelsey is allowed to fall in love. She has been a great supporter of the team, doing nothing other than throwing the red on and coming out to games. Their problems have absolutely nothing to do with Taylor Swift. And uh, this is the time when we move past the regular season. The Chiefs kingdom and the Swifties come together as an unstoppable force and the first team to feel the wrath of the Swifties and the kingdom is the Miami Dolphins on Saturday night. Terrible take, Yin, and T. Kona Pauly, do not promote that. Um, yeah, and there's Jets Pope. Tay-Tay going to take him to the Super Bowl. Don't worry. I'm with you on that. Well, it will be tough. The Ravens are for real. The Bills are for real. Um, but I'll tell you what, I think they are getting a bit of a break with what the weather is expected to be, as we talked about, with Miami, of all teams, coming to Arrowhead on uh, on Saturday night. Listen, this has been an awesome show. We were pushing 800 for a good portion of the chat today. If you popped in later, you're listening later, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button if you haven't already. Holy smokes, we're at 350. That might be nearing a record for us, gang. Um Tomorrow, can't wait to do it all over again. Lock shop at 12. We'll hit all the hockey games that night. I'll let them know in Edmonton what's going to be happening here, hopefully in Winnipeg, as um, even even the uh, the play of the day, uh, which doing it. I always stay away from the Jets, but after not even the wave could impact the Jets earlier last week, I rode with the Jets on the second end of back-to-backs on the puck line against the Ducks. They came through. So we'll probably have a similar conversation tomorrow about that in the Winnipeg Jets. But we'll be hitting all the hockey games tomorrow in the lock shop and then tomorrow on the program. Uh, I think Mike McIntyre will be coming on. We'll have the latest. We'll hear from Rick Bonus. Hopefully hear from Pascal Vincent as well. Some of the Jets tee up tomorrow's big game to start this four-game homestand. And again, gang, if you don't have tickets already, let's uh, make that happen. WinnipegJets.com slash tickets. I don't want to be hearing from Oilers or Wild fans anymore about us having the number one team in the league and not filling the building. This team has earned it. The games this weekend, this week and weekend should be great, and hopefully we will see you there. I certainly will be. And, hey, shout out to our pal Lucas, who was the birthday boy and uh, was the lucky winner of the seats. Remo, you know what? Just to finish up, Chuck Hellebuck did such a great job of 
doing the tweets of what they were seeing in the game. Uh, we might have to pick up the slack from Chuck on the weekend and do some similar sweets, uh, some um, similar tweets tomorrow as we get to enjoy the Play Now Lounge and everything that comes with it for the first time, thanks to our friends uh, Mitch and the gang over at Ticketmaster. Yeah, and this is like premium, uh, you know, movie theater style seats, food, nice private area. So this should be a, a fun experience for us. We'll have to take some pictures and, and talk about it. And yeah, looking forward to seeing Jets, Blue Jackets uh, tomorrow. So hopefully a lot of goals for the Jets as uh, you know, the stats I just mentioned. I just can't wait to sit in that seat. Like we got a chance to yeah. try it out when we Here, did the tour at it. the beginning of the season. Um, um, very interested as to what we'll be eating throughout the event. But um, again, you can check out more about those play now seats. It actually is a pretty brilliant um, way that they've done it. They converted three suites into like a super premium area where they've got a chef there. The food's all included, um, everything but liquor. Um, and there is a, a special dedicated bar. But look at the size of those seats, everyone. It's like big high back leather chairs as I said to you when we went there, that's the most comfortable seat I have ever been in in a sporting facility ever. Um, and I think what it was, there was a lot of people before that would share suites. So, you know, you have 16 seats, you get four seats for each game, you get four seats for each game. But I think it became somewhat onerous when you're sending guests to it because of the, you know, you're ordering stuff for the suite. Well, who's paying for that? In this way, people can get four seats, very similar to a suite, incredible um, amenities, I guess is the word that they're looking for, super comfortable seats, um, and you can just send people, and they know when they get when they go to the game, they're fully taken care of as part of the ticket package. So uh, we're doing that tomorrow with Lucas, our winner, and his guest. We're looking forward to that, and yes, we will have to do some special, some Chuck Hellebuck-style tweets of our night tomorrow in the playing out lounge in those seats. Yeah, Chuck Hellebuck showing how it's done. And, I mean, we didn't even talk about it. Chuck Hellebuck, a influencer in the 3D printing world, has his own YouTube channel. Hashtag 200, Filament Friday. Yeah, 291,000 subscribers. We've got a thing or two uh, to learn from Chuck Hellebuck. The one thing is I wake up early, as I got to, you know, with, with the young kids, like, those seats look so comfortable. I might just, like, fall asleep. And then when we sat on them, it was one of the most comfortable seats I've sat in. So I'll uh, well, have to have a coffee than, better, going tomorrow. Better than during the show. Better than during the show. Um, <laughs> there we are. Everyone... Uh, and Gregory asking, yeah, uh, is that where the Jets defend twice, Hassan Remus? Yes, that is. That is in, that's basically right above the Ticketmaster Lounge, uh, which was formerly the Bud Lounge with the, you know, it, if you've been around there, it's brand new. And I know P1 seats, like if you're in center, you can also, you know, enjoy the lounge downstairs, which you'll have to go check out as well. I know we'll be able to get in there with our seats. My normal seats don't have us uh, have access to there. So, uh, so yeah, another reason to follow us on Instagram at, is it at Sports Talk WPG? Yeah, it's in the uh, pinned And comment. Twitter. And we'll have, uh, we'll have a nice story, maybe a reel or something like that from uh, our experience tomorrow. So, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and listen, it doesn't matter whether you're sitting in the play now lounge or in row 12 in section, you know, 310 or 311. Um, this team <laughs> is bringing people out of their seats lately. And uh, let's uh, fire it up tomorrow at 1 o'clock, uh, heading into hopefully another big Jets win. Uh, we will be live then following Lockshop at noon over at EST.
Thanks to all of you for joining us today on such a crazy start to the week. Tell a friend about Winnipeg Sports Talk if you haven't already. Let them know how they can subscribe and join us. And for the latest on the Winnipeg Jets and everything else that's important in the world of sports, we'll see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. for a game day edition right here on WST. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Hammer. Thanks to Jamie Thomas and all of you for making us a part of your day. Enjoy the national championship game tonight. Some great NHL matchups. And we'll fire it up tomorrow at 1 p.m. We'll see you then. Oh, my God. Oh! for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed at winnipegsportstalk.com.